Welcome back to the MBH Podcast. Money buys happiness, baby. All right. First of all, if you're here, you know what to do. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Like the video. Leave a comment. Leave comments as you go through. I seen you guys have been doing that recently, so we appreciate that. Helps the algo. Um, Snapchat, everything. You know what to do. All our links are in the fucking bio. Pop in there. Buy some merch, please. <laughs> And uh, please. if you're listening, <laughs> we're fucking begging you. Buy more merch. I need to stay in Miami. Come on. <laughs> and uh, and if you guys are listening to our listeners, we love you guys too. I know we don't show enough love, but uh, five stars. Five stars on Spotify. Guys, give this Apple. a five-star rating, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> we're in Miami. It's a rainy day, yeah, but it's, it's still horrible. a blessing to be in Miami, okay? <laughs> guys, we got a very Thanks, special... Chief. No problem. <laughs> guys, we got a very special guest today, okay? Um, long time friend of ours, I would say maybe 15 years. No, no, close to it. Yeah. At least, wow. Yeah. 15 years. All right. Friends, business partners. We've been through a lot together. Um, so this is a very special episode for us. We got Nikki Regina, baby. <laughs> round of applause, round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. All right. Let's go. This guy, for anyone does, who doesn't know Nikki, all right. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know Nikki by now. <laughs> number one. Number two, this guy's got more ener energy than the fucking Energizer Bunny. Okay? Yes. Yes. He'll stop and give you 10 at any point. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he really lights up the rooms that he walks into. I love you, Nikki. I'm happy you're here, bro. Yes. Bye, Welcome guys. to the show, baby. And you look yes. good, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right? For our listeners, guys, turn that off and turn it on YouTube right now. You got to see what this guy looks like. He looks good, all right? It's what the blazer, stud. bro. It's the blazer. What a stud. You're looking good, bro. I'm happy to have you, man. Boys, I am absolutely ecstatic to be here right now. I was pumped up doing push-ups last night. <laughs> talking to Beezy. Beezy was prepping me for it. Went for a heavy jog. Took my vitamins. Made sure I got some of the, the vitamins that help with the cognitive function <laughs> nice. so that I could fire over here. We call them right? shrooms. And uh, all, all jokes aside, though, really, really feeling grateful because what you guys got going on is something magical. It's awesome. You guys have worked your asses off to create this platform. And the amount of viewers that watch every episode, the subscribers that you have in the community that you've built is extremely, extremely inspiring. Something that... I've said, you know, prior to the cameras coming on, you guys are leading in the pioneers in, in Ontario, Toronto, for certain that we're all following when it comes to building those platforms and communities. So I want to salute you, tip my hat to you and say thank you. I'm feeling very grateful to be here and uh, being able to address the audience. So, yeah, let's get it. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> that wow. means a lot, Nikki, especially yeah. coming from you. Um, you're smashing it right now. Yeah. Um, owner of Spark Financial. Yes taking over the country of Canada and now the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. You guys made your way to Miami. That's why you're here. Yes, sir. Um, we met in nightlife. Yeah. You did as well, right? Yes. Um, I was probably like 18 or 19 when I met you. Yeah. Maybe even, maybe even, yeah. maybe even less. Maybe yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. Hey, maybe 15. You got, you got an early start. <laughs> right? <laughs> you um, a cool guy real early. <laughs> <laughs> but... You always had that 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 energy, you know. Even when I first met you, so let's 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 kind of take it back because, in my opinion, your story is super inspiring. Yeah, you know, and I don't think I know a lot of people that know you know your story to an extent. Um, I got to witness a lot of things that you you accomplished in your yeah. life, so that was cool. Um, but I want to take it back because I feel like the last maybe 10, 15 years of your life was kind of like a roller coaster. Yeah. Right ups and downs like everyone else. Um, but the bounce back, the Nikki bounce back, 
was insane, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe let's let's start with nightlife and how you took over that industry, um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And uh, yeah. So started in the industry at 13 years old yeah. as a busboy at okay. the News Cafe. It was a little bar on uh, Dundas, and from my first shift, I fell absolutely in love with it. I just thought it was it was the coolest scene. My cousin had owned the restaurant with two of his other buddies, and they were just these really cool dudes from Vaughn that had a really awesome network, and they'd have all the club owners come and eat dinner there a lot of times prior to them going to their clubs, opening them up for everyone and rock and roll. And that was the time where like money was around inside, yeah. like yep. the poppin', poppin' clubs, paparazzi, right? Yep. So yeah. that was like when Toronto's nightlife scene was at its pinnacle, right? Yeah. So I was, I was seeing these guys come in with their girls and their buddies and they were eating and I would be the bus boy firing out of the back making sure that I was like, you know, hand drying all the glasses so they were shiny, bringing them to the table. I was like, I had a dress shirt and a blazer on nice. as I was washing dishes just because I wanted to make sure like I was showing up pro, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was something that, you know, that, that it resonated with them. Like, who's this young guy like yeah. coming over here last side of the back? Like they knew what was going yeah, on. I yeah, was trying yeah, to be yeah. cool and stuff. So they'd always like respect me a lot and throw me some big tips and, just like hill me up, which I felt like the coolest guy in the world at 13 years old, right? So anyway, yeah, got my start there and uh, worked my way up to bartender. So I started bartending when I was uh, 18. But through all, throughout all of high school, I was still busboying and promoting for all ages companies, right? Okay. One, the one that was famous in Chaminade, the all-boys school we went to, was Supreme Promotions. Yes. So I ran under a couple guys there, like Marco Del Duca, Jay Calabretta, oh, and shit. I was like the runner, like, you know, to bring in the younger crowd. And, and uh, they evolved me into, yeah. a, into a promoter. And then got into bartending at uh, 18 years old at Eat My Martini on College Street, nice. which for anyone who knows, it was yeah. a popping little martini spot. So between that, hockey, the busboying, the promoting, I built up like a pretty decent network, right? And bartended there for four years. And on the fourth year, I'd, I'd have so many guests all the time come to Eat My Martini to the point where it was like half the, re half the restaurant in there at, at times were like all my crowd, friends and family and different packs and different groups so i was like yo i'm gonna try to get back into this promoting thing but for the over 19 side of things okay. right and that's um where i started nrg yeah. and the very first party i threw was across the street from that uh eat martini bar which was called callisto well, i don't remember callisto, right? I remember. yeah i was there for wow. a few yeah. times yeah. <laughs> those are shakers yeah, right? yeah. so when we, from the first party, every party we did was like slam, jam. Like yeah. you couldn't fit. There was no like build up. We're going to get there. Like we came out of the gates like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and we just started slamming these joints, right? So from Callisto, we moved to the big jump on college was Revival. That was the biggest the big venue. spot, yeah. So we start, first we jammed the basement of Callisto. Then we jammed both floors of Callisto. Then we moved to Revival, jammed that. And in a nutshell, right, it was time to move downtown mm -hmm. and, and enter the big leagues, as yeah. I was telling it to be uh, to all the promoters that were under NRG at that time. Right? What kind of what kind of money, yeah. though? So, OK, so when, when, when you're when you're slamming Callisto, then you move to Revival, yeah. and you're slamming that out. How old are you at that point? 21, 22. OK, and how much money are you making off, yeah, of, these, so, off of these parties and... 
Yeah, so off of the parties alone. So I was I was always a full-time tradesman on the side, yes. right? I had an electrical job as well. Yeah. And uh, that's what was making me my money. And then everything that I would make as a bartender and as a promoter, I would just put back into the business. Okay. I would pay my guys very well. Mm-hmm. I would always be good on marketing and branding, right? And build the equity in, in the company and the mm-hmm. brand more so than pay myself. But, you know, generally, right? Like each party I'd make like a couple grand, yeah. you know, and and like always like just go over the top with giving it back to the boys yeah. or doing something crazier yep. for the next party or just like buying like 10 bottles for the next party <laughs> in the first 10 booths, just giving them a free <laughs> yeah. bottle, like always giving yeah. back, right? And yeah, really yeah. trying to build that brand and presence. So yeah, maybe a couple grand every okay. party. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah, just just for yeah. context, I'm just curious, like, yeah. but but- I that I remember even at that point I was I was much younger but the brand like the NRG brand was fucking crazy. <laughs> it, was that a, shit was, it was a buzz. It was buzzing in the city. It was buzzing. Yeah, yeah. nice. It was, yeah. 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 Dude, yeah. it was fucking spray painted and like all over the fucking city. You guys yeah. had that logo everywhere. Okay, so so naturally you, you said you hear about that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so my we had my dad had the mill workshop. Yeah, and me and my brother would see and see the NRG stencil, <laughs> and then we'd take it at like two or three in the morning on weeknights in the city and he'd like hold it up to the wall and then I'd fucking spray. That's and the energy stencil was like, yes, we tatted the you, city. We called it. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You guys had you guys had a famous spot at Caledonia. No, no, Caledonia. No, it's still there. It's still there, bro. No, but you guys had one, I think, on the corner of Dufferin and Rogers on some, some, some guy's fence. Right? Buddy, what a fucking ad placement. It bro, was unbelievable. We, we, we went at two in the morning. My brother, I was like, dude, we got to put that out and collab on it he has all the video footage of us loading the four by four posts the big sign in the pickup we had a guy in the pickup (laughs) and and kevin j holding the sign down (laughs) hopping out of the pick bro we dug holes planted it like it was an official like you well my my buddies used to call me and be like hey bro when you're done with that ad space let me know how much it is Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man. bro. Yeah. The city should hit me up with a heavy invoice for that one. <laughs> That's dude. crazy. That was, yeah, that was primo. Yeah. yeah but but the, the, I, I want to stop yeah. you for a sec because <laughs> That's fucking crazy. You you said, you said something bro. that's 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 pretty key. You said you were you were reinvesting a lot of the money back yeah. in. Oh. Right? Like like how did you even know to do that at that mm. time, at that age? Like and I wouldn't even say you had anyone to really work off of because you were disrupting the industry at that point. Like you yeah. were doing something completely different already. Right. Right out the gates. Or, so or did, did you have somebody that you kind of... Yeah. No, so my, my biggest hero, like growing up and my mentor and my idol when it comes to business and entrepreneurship is my father. And my father always took care of his guys. Mm. He always took care of everyone around him. He always made sure everyone was paid, their pockets was full, and they could support their family and their lifestyle. And he was, he was very worried all the time that they... like. Like he just wanted to do his best to take care of them. Like he was wor- to the extent where he was worried that they weren't taken care of as well as they should be, uh-huh. you know. And everyone felt that love. Everyone yeah. felt that energy. Everyone. And then what they did in return for him, they were just like the most loyal soldiers ever. Just like whatever you need done, it's done. Yeah. And he was able to grow a really successful business off of worrying about other people and what their wants needs and desires are out of the goodness of his heart yes and those people felt that and they gave back 10x so when i seen that first of all i thought it was so beautiful because that's leading with love and and second off i was just like 
and it works for business. Yeah. Fuck, what more do you want than that? You're doing something awesome for someone else, leading with love, and then it kicks ass for your business. So yeah. as soon as I did it, off of the first party, like make sure the soldiers were taken care of, make sure the experience that I provided wasn't diluted. I went, I went on and I added layers of entertainment that weren't standard in the scene. I was always bending over backwards for the guests, you know what I mean? And, and, and it was something that they felt. So not only my staff, but the guests, the venue owners, I would bring espressos for all the security from home and treats for the, 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 there's what, like, who is this guy? Why is yeah. he doing this? Like, why is it? Yeah. And it just paid in dividends. So once I once I experienced that myself for the first time, I I never stopped. So yeah. it's essentially the strategy: you're retaining profits within yeah. the corporation. You're not taking a pay or, or yanking dividends out. You're injecting it back into the corporation and watching it fucking grow. Yeah. And you get addicted to that yeah. growth, so you don't ever want to tap pay. And, and, that, and that's as weird as it, it sounds. It yeah. takes only one time of like giving back in that type of way yeah. and taking care, taking care of your people to realize like, oh, that's the move. Yeah. Like that's exactly how I need to do it. Yeah. Right. It, it can be, it can be tough. Like, cause you, cause like I, I want to give both sides to that. There's one beautiful side of you're seeing the growth sometimes fast, sometimes slow, but your people are taken care of. They're happy and whatever. But I want people to also understand that you take a hit personally as the person at the top in terms of like, like you said, you're not pulling money out for yourself. Yeah. You're not taking dividends. You're eating shit. Yeah. You're literally eating shit. So your team can eat good. Right. right? With the idea that, Hey, five, 10, 15 years down the line and whatever that timeline is, you'll also be eating not just good, amazing, yeah. but everyone will. Yes. Right. But I think that's the thing about being a leader that people forget that you got to eat shit. So your team can eat. Right. And it can and it can grow. Absolutely. So, bro. Okay, cool. And, so, they, and they see that. Yeah. Of they course. see you take a bullet for them, they'll mm -hmm. take ten for you, bro. Yeah, it, yeah. Just that's human instinct, it's, man. It's facts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's powerful. Okay. Yeah. So then so walk us through. So you so you crush college. Yeah. Like, all right, buddy. For the big leagues. Fuck <laughs> yeah. this. I'm out of here. Yeah. So what's the next step? Yeah. So plugged into the downtown scene. And I had built up this story in my head that downtown was like the NHL. And that's how I was preaching it to all the soldiers. Like, no, we got to come like heavy. We got to come like we're rolling deep. We got divisions. We got our own DJs. Like we're yanking like four or 500 people a night ourselves, bro. Never mind other hosts or sub promoters. Like yeah. this is our fucking show. We're going to make sure that we can ram it. We're not going to be reliant on anyone, you know? And that was our mentality. So when we went down there, we just, we just, it took off because mm. it was, it was very shortly after I got downtown that no one else was rocking like that. Yeah. And it's not that we were better than anyone. I'm not saying we're better than everyone. Our business model and approach was different. It was very like host driven and the teams, they were smaller teams that would cap out at like 50. And if you were really good, a hundred people, mm. we were swinging in 20, 25 booths three, four, 500 people, like that's, any given night. That's so crazy. Like any, yeah, so, and then it was a short period of time after that when <clears> I got into the ownership side because mm -hmm. then it's like you could leverage that. Yeah. As soon as you could start to leverage things in business because you understand your value, fucking leverage, Yeah. right? And and what, what, what I leveraged at that time was just like, okay, I know that the promoters have the club owners, in a nutshell, by the balls because it, was, it wasn't like you build it and they will 
overcome anymore. The yeah. times had changed. Yeah. And, and, and it was in favor of the promoter, right? Yeah. So if you were able to ram the spot, then you were able to demand not only a good book, but if you knew how to leverage, you could you could take on equity of the establishment as well. Yeah. So there's you know, there was club owners lined up that were willing to take us in. But part of the deal was we wanted to become equity partners in the business and equity partners that would take care of the promotion, the marketing, the talent booking, and the creating of the culture in and around that establishment. Yeah. Whereas if the partner that was already there, they would take care of operations, the yes. staffing, the ordering, the booze, the dealing with the lease, and the day-to-day -day stuff, right? Yeah. And both are both are just as important as one another. Um, but yeah, that's that's so that's how I got into the club ownership side of things. And that was at 25 years old, right? Well, so how long were you downtown club. before that ownership happened? Yeah, good question. So two years. Two years. Yeah, wow. I rocked two years downtown and then I got into ownership. And I was did, actually, yeah. Did you have to buy in? No. You just got in because of the, the value? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, value exchange through what I brought to the table with the full army, the brand of and course. the equity and blessing that venue with it. And it was offered up, yeah. Yeah. So and that was, okay, go ahead. I know, I'm yeah. curious. Okay, so- at that time, you're 25. Let's say just prior to stepping into ownership, like you're saying, any given night, 25 booths, 500 people. Yeah. Like money wise, what does that look like? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's when the company was really kicking ass and it was grossing yeah. big dough because we took on the marketing contracts, the programming contracts, the talent booking, the promotion, right, and even now dealing with the sub promoters because you're sure. the owner of cool. the, the club as well. So they would have to you know follow under your program, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so at any given point, like energy was making from fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a week. Nice. Yeah. So we at we were in and, around. and yeah, how big was yeah. the team at that point? We were at the biggest point we were at sixty. Wow. We cracked sixty soldiers with seven different subdivisions. So I, I used to have an alpha dog in each subdivision. Okay. So we had Woodbridge, Maple, Downtown, Richmond Hill, Thornhill. And then I would teach that alpha dog and that head promoter on how to run their little four or five piece squad. Okay. Right. Mm. So that's how they are. That's how we'd have like five, six buses pulled outside. Cause like yeah. I teach them like, don't be greedy with the money, treat your soldiers right. Split the bus fare with them. Cause they used to charge out 20 bucks a head for all the buses. Yep. Right. He was and, on those. Jay was on yeah. those. That's why I, that's so, so <laughs> I'll do your math for you. It was, it was 50 person buses. These guys used to charge out sometimes 40 bucks a head. Yeah. Right. So they're yeah. making like a couple grand. Of course. Off yes. of those buses, but those buses only cost them 400. Yeah. These kids were pocketing 1600. I'd show them how to spread that love vote with the sure. team and how to yeah. give back to their VIPs. Yeah. And then I would pay them for their buses and their booths. Just some of these kids' parents, I'm not even exaggerating to be funny. They'd call me and be like, what what kind of drugs do you have my son yeah. selling? No. Well, fuck, they're walking home with three, four bands <laughs> yeah. tonight if they're bringing two buses. Yeah. And they're, they're fucking 19, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? What the fuck's going and, on? And then I'd break it down for them and they'd be so grateful uh -huh. to understand. Well, like, hey, thank you for like, you know, coaching my son through, you know, this entrepreneurial experience. He's yeah. learning a lot. He's making great money. I just wanted to make sure. I said, listen, I, I, I never got involved with that side of things, yeah. right? So that, and I'll never make, I will make sure that that never happens under my watch with your son. Cause uh -huh. they're still young kids, right? Yeah. As I was young myself too. But and then, and then for yeah, it was funny. your headspace at that time, yeah, I guess you're making that money. What's going on in your head at that point? Is, is it okay? I got to take over this industry. What was your, what was your mission at that point? Once you saw the money coming in, the, the leverage, the yeah. audience, so, so to build a portfolio and a conglomerate of companies that were activated underneath that portfolio that I like to call the verticals. Yeah. 
that will feed into the main hospitality company. Yes. So NRG is the main hospitality company. That's the umbrella company. And then all the verticals are the venues, the events, the marketing agency. And those revenues would be shot up to the megacorp, which okay. is NRG Entertainment, yes. right? And so the promotion was one piece. The club ownership was another piece. The marketing agency was another piece. The big scale events were another piece, like Liberty Grand yep. for seven years in a row. We had the biggest New Year's party yep. in Toronto, 5,000 people. That was an own operating business in itself. True. Because it was mm -hmm. a big scale event. Yeah. Right? It grossed a lot of money for the portfolio. Yeah. So it was to grow port the, the portfolio and all the companies within it because that's how you were really going to get your top line revenues up. Because you, you'll cap out at a venue, at one venue. Of you're going to cap. Even yeah. if you're kicking ass, you're going to cap out. So much. Yeah. So how is it that you scale and you scale through that, that structure? Okay. And, and then, so that's where your head's at business-wise. But, dude, to be 25 making that kind of money. I know, like, listen, we know a lot of guys younger now that are yeah. making millions a fucking week. But especially for Toronto at that time being 25 making that much money and having like you said you call them your soldiers under you that many people like where is where is nick at mentally like how how does your lifestyle change yeah. what's going on in your head as a person forget good business question. now yeah good question so i had no life outside mm -hmm. of work yeah i i not that i had lost any of my friends but mm -hmm. i didn't have any time for them yeah. i wasn't spending any time with them i lived downtown i bought my first condo cash i was fucking 25 i literally had it in my sock drawer and my Ooh. doorman was a realtor and he's like hey bro like what are you doing with all this money you're making i'm like it's literally in my sock he's <laughs> like all right let's i'll help you figure it out we, 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 we figured it out for me right it was the most seamless process ever and i bought my first condo at king and spadina in the hudson yeah. Yeah. so it was right across from bloke yep. and same which was right down the street right mm -hmm. so i was right in the action at 25 the wifey moved in with me, Sophie, at the time. She was my girlfriend. So to go back to your question there, no life other than work. Uh -huh. I was balancing the portfolio, but I was immersed in the industry. Whether it was the event, the clubs, the promotion company, the marketing agency, I was very hands-on and involved with all the operations, right? Learned a lot from that now because as I'm scaling this portfolio, you know, I'm taking away key, key points that allow me to be away from my business and not have to be fully immersed in it, making all the big decisions and calling all the shots and writing all the checks, right? Yeah. So I learned a lot from it. So I could have been a lot better, but mm -hmm. obviously you learn, right? Yeah, Putting in yeah. systems and processes and upper management and overly qualified people for roles, but I was fully immersed in my business. I was, it was, it was something that had uh, totally taken over my life for uh -huh. sure. Yeah. 20 hours, 18 hours a day, yeah. maybe six, seven hours of sleep, wake up, operate it throughout the day, feet for service there at night. Same thing, same thing, day in, day out, six, it's seven a, days a week. It's bro. a vicious cycle. I mean, I remember seeing you like- Crazy. Cause when I started working at Bloke, right? Yeah. And then we got much closer through that. Yeah. Um, through the Bloke, yeah. And I would I would be like, bro, like, did you sleep last night? I'd be at your condo the next morning. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you good? But like the the work ethic that you had, yeah. was super inspiring at that point. And like, you were just yeah. a machine. <laughs> like, you didn't want to. Nothing was gonna stop you. Yeah, like that was like yeah, that's yeah. what I got from you right away. Yeah. Um. So talk about let's say now bloke and and same, yeah. which were obviously like big moves for you. Yeah. Huge. Um. For anyone that's not that's not from Toronto, they're very. Very good clubs in Toronto. Uh, King West, which is like our nightlife area. He had two massive clubs on that strip. 
Yeah. You got some Drake shout yeah. outs. So that's, that's, that should say enough. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, so bloke was my first club on King West. Yes. My second club that I owned. Um, and it was awesome because a lot of the crowd that hadn't yet graduated to King West and was right on, you know, like that tipping point, that fence, edge, yeah. I was the guy to bring them over yeah, and cool. we brought them over to bloke. Right. Yeah. So bloke hit the ground running Six days a week. Yeah. The only day we were shut down was Tuesdays. I think that you were the Sorry, only, Monday. You were the Monday. only club that was open that much. Six days a week, yeah. yeah. Uh, at our at our best years, we were grossing five and a half to six mil just out of one, that one club. Oh my God. Yeah. And then same. So what happened was same. That was a cool story. Johnny Unique, OG, by the way. Yeah. Love you. I have the most respect for you out there forever. Cobra was the first club I worked at yes. on King West on Fridays. And we kicked ass right up until he shut it down. Yeah. But I was a little too young still. And I didn't have the money to buy it. And he, cause he asked me, he's like, Nikki, you want to buy it? And I'm like, oh, John, man, I'm like, this is my favorite club ever. And I'm like, I can't afford it right now. I'm like, but whoever you sell it to, I'm like, if they can't make a go of it, if you'd please give me just the same call you gave me this time around to give me opportunity to buy it, I'd really respect that, man, because yeah. I love this club. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no problem, Nikki, I'll do that for you. Because he holds the lease, yes. and then he sells the business, right? We'll sublease it to you, which is yeah. a brilliant move. Yep. And then if you fail with the business, he'll take the lease back and move it into someone else's Easy. wheelhouse. Yeah. So he makes a lift on the lease, <laughs> and then he can even potentially partner in the business if you want him to help you operate, yeah. or you operate it on your own. Okay. But if you can't make a go of it and make good on the lease, then he takes it back and finds a new the operator. Next person, yeah. Brilliant, right? Yeah. Johnny Johnny's a very smart businessman, and it's a good move, right? Yeah. So he had the power to do that if the next guys in didn't succeed, right? So yeah. they didn't. The guy called me. He honored what he said, and I like it's not that I didn't think he was going to because he wasn't a good guy. But you know when people just say things in passing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah no yeah, problem, yeah, I'll yeah. call you. The guy's so busy, he's got so many things going on. Who knows if he's gonna remember that? He called me, bro, mm. and it was like four or five months after I opened Bloke. So remember, I still have gravity. Just opened Bloke six days a week. We're going hard. Johnny Unique calls me with my favorite club yeah. and honored what he said. He goes, hey, Nikki. <laughs> goes, boys couldn't make a go of it. You want it? Right? Just like that. He goes, we're also, I'm going to put it on the open market. I'm going to put the word out there and, and yeah. let everyone know, right? And there was a couple guys that really wanted it, right? Like, it's a cool spot. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, absolutely, John. Right, and he's like, okay, this this is the, what I need tomorrow in cash for the deposit. <laughs> Holy fuck! I was like, like that? a real one. I was like, yeah, just like that, quick. Right? I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up the phone, and uh, yeah, long story short, man, we delivered. We wrapped yeah. up money up in a bag, went to go see him, dropped the deposit, made the move. So now I took on same where where I, I, I bloke was full steam and then we were on our last month or two at gravity okay so we shut that down and then boom same came and 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 that's when we turned west into same yeah so then i had bloke and same at the same time yes right? yeah that's when things yeah. were going crazy yeah for for wow, context for anyone pretty slam for anyone listening man. like like when you take over a venue because you pretty much revamped every venue that you took over yeah yeah especially same same yeah. had to be. How yeah. much money goes into that? 
Yeah, I mean, it depends on the square footage and how high end you want to go with the finishes. Like, yeah. you look at some club owners and like they just dial it in every square inch. They go like ultra, ultra high end. Like, you look at like the ink venues, for instance. Yes. That yeah. guy just dials it in, right? Yeah. He takes on big, big spots. So you could blow your load, and it depends on what you're spending per square foot. But every every venue that I took on was generally within three to five thousand square feet, maybe okay. a little bit bigger. At, at some points, um, depending on what we did with the layout and how much room we left for back a house. But essentially, like, up to half a mil easily, right? Fuck. You got to pump half a mil into them. Yeah. yeah to get, listen, you're going to do the rebrand. You're going to bring in new furniture. You're going to, you know, redo the bars, relocate the DJ booth. You got to create that wow factor because it's the next coolest hottest nightclub that's going to open up and you want to make sure that you know you've done right by the customers and the yeah. promoters that are going to be putting their names behind it so yeah easily so you're saying at least and that's low end bro guys yeah, go yeah, way i was going to say you're, so you're saying for and that you, was back in the day too like yeah true yeah. So, okay so you're saying for you in that in that time what what year what sort of years are we talking yeah you're at 2011 2012 2000 so for you in in, the, in that era 2010 to like maybe 12 13 14 at least 500k at cash least. To, yeah. to open a club at least and then how yeah, long is yeah. it taking to get the return on the investment yeah well fuck man bloke took a few months <laughs> that's Amazing. fucking beautiful it's a risk yeah, but like yeah. like you said you you you, yeah. you plan it out well you put the money into it like this is yeah. another question i have like you you mentioned how much you were grossing but how much were you spending yeah so right because you would, you would spend right great 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 answer at any given point in time what our goals were to operate between 20 and 30 percent bottom line and that was good for that industry yeah. right because usually the the margins are razor thin right yeah. and, and it's easy to lose money and bleed out in areas and as rents were coming up and promoters were demanding more money those th that variable cost shot things up through the roof of course with talent and promoters right and paid to party girls which were big at that time were never yeah. expenses prior club owners True. didn't have to pay promoters in, in yeah. the early 2000s late yeah. 90s they didn't have to pay paid to party girls they didn't have to pay talent you literally build a nice venue you were slammed and the spend per heads were there yeah and and it was that was net net right so as rents continued to raise and more variable costs came on to you know the the spreadsheets it, it, it became thinner and thinner in regards to the margin but that was always our goal was to stay in between 20 and 30 percent and, and would yeah. you say so would you say at that point when now same is running full steam blokes running full steam would you say that's the pinnacle the sorry the peak of of nrg and your hospitality yeah 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 yeah, because okay. at that point we had New Year's Eve countdown. Yes. We're slamming that every year, 5,000. Yeah. We even had the two clubs in Miami. I remember yes. Thrift Shop and SQL. Well, we had Bloke and Same, yeah. Yeah. right? And then we had uh, the Monster Mash Halloween party. That always did pretty decent yep. every yeah. year. But uh, yeah, that was the pinnacle. And, yeah. and what would you say NRG is, is grossing at that point annually? I'd say annually, like any, like probably around a million bucks, still. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. around a million bucks, eight, mm -hmm. eight, eight hundred to a million. Because then you put your club owner hat on, uh -huh. and you want to make sure that you're protecting that bottom line. Yeah. So you're not you're you're not being as generous to the promotional arm as sure. you were okay. once upon a time because you're you're letting your partners and other you know people that you're working with on the venue side of things eat and see upside as well because mm -hmm. then you just look like. You're just greedy at that point yeah, if you're yeah. just trying to make one side win because you own majority shares on the promotional side and you're sucking the other side dry. So you'd lower, I'd lower my costs yes. on that or keep them decent where they should be maybe a little lower. 
True. And then let the venue eat too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember you had yeah. like, you were one of the first clubs that I saw like book, booking talent, like a lot of talent. Yeah. Like just like huge names. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the most expensive talent that you booked? Yeah. Drake. Drake. Yeah. A milli. Yeah. One, yeah. one million one, dollars. One five. For, for how long? For how long did you have him? One show. One show. Yeah. Half an hour per set. <laughs> yeah. Legendary. Yeah, yeah. Two million. What a guy, bro. What yeah. a fucking beauty, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Christ, bro. Yeah, yeah. It so, was so, yo, talk yeah. about when you booked Drake. That's yeah, actually oh, huge. That was a fucking movie, bro. And that was actually not, not in one of your venues. That was like a special event. No, yeah. yeah. So shout out Charlie on that and, and Chubbs. Um, Chubbs and Charlie were the ones that facilitated that. I used to host a lot of the OVO boys at yep. Bloke all the time. Built a really deep connection with them through Charlie, yeah. right? And had it be that, you know, the relationship was growing and they're building. And I'd always have their bag proper mm. when they'd roll in. I'd always make sure to take very good care of them. I would never say no because I understood what they were doing for the city, how they were putting Toronto on the map on a global scale. Yep, yep. But I appreciated that. I just, I didn't just understand it. I appreciated it. And I said, this is good for our culture. This is yep. great for nightlife. This is amazing for hospitality. You got to respect that. So I'd always make sure, again, to pay their wages when they were coming by and appearing, did a lot of appearance with the OVO guys, Chubbs mostly. Charlie was on the decks at arguably the most notorious night yeah. for hip hop in the city, Bloke Sundays, right? Yeah. At some point in time. What a time that was. Yeah, yeah. Bloke those, Sundays, were, those were right? crazy, bro. Yeah, so like, bro, there was like big names in the building that would be popping off every week, bro. Yeah. There was uh -huh. like, it was star studded. If, if you were in the city and you were eight caliber talent, you were at Bloke Sundays yeah. and yeah. you were going off, bro. It was crazy, the people that would walk through the doors. So that's how I got in with the OVO crew. And I shot it out there. I'll never forget the day I shot it out at Chubbs. I'm like, yo, let's, let's do a show with Drake. And uh, he's like, all right. <laughs> you know, he's like, what's the bag look like? Yeah, right? of course. And I just shot it out there at him, bro. Shot it out a mill. It was done. Just <laughs> like that, it. bro. Yeah. yeah. So he asked and then, you. And then, I got, and, then, and then I got in contact with, uh, he put me in contact with Future the Prince. Yeah. Nice. yeah, and then we fine-tuned the deal, obviously. There was a lot more to it. And Future of the Prince is a fucking brilliant, brilliant businessman. I really admire him. Chubbs was awesome for connecting the dot and putting me right to the top, right, as that's Drake's manager. And yeah. he leans on him for a lot of his business advice, right? So Future was an excellent, excellent um, business person to deal with and, yeah. and made sure that the transition and the booking was smooth and uh and that we got it done right so yeah i fine-tuned the deal with the venue owner which was carlo at the time we were doing pop-up shows called the Puerto noir yeah so they were these really really extravagant supper club dinner experience that would turn into a cabaret style show yeah and we had you know david blaine we had jennifer hudson Crazy. we'd have bob saget host it we had celebrity chefs cook you the meals and then drake was the finale right so yeah, Future and, 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 and Carlo worked out the deal, right? Mm -hmm. They fine-tuned it. It came just in over a million dollars, right? Carlo went public about that and yeah. told everyone. So it's oh, no did he? Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. made the paper on it. And uh, yeah, in a nutshell, we got it done, bro. A lot of moving parts with it, though, man. Like, Drake was the biggest artist in the world at yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. So you're booking the fucking Rolling Stones of your time. Yep. Yeah. And the amount of moving parts that came with that, because we had to even fly under the radar as a private event, because Live Nation had exclusivity, right? True. Holy smokes, bro. But when wow. when he when he and there was so much hype and anticipation leading up to the day that he posted the flyer on his story. 
I remember being in the laser den office. Like within minutes, the phones were just ringing. Well, yeah. Like four or five people just yeah. like going crazy. Because it hadn't been done before. I, I don't never. think it's been done since. That first either. time he was ever in Vaughn and first time he ever did a private event like that. Uh, that oh, was sold to damn. the public but, on the low key. Yeah. But the thing is, he was... He when he was, was that big. But he was, yeah. but he was popping out to your club's... Regardless, yeah, like yeah, outside yeah. of that, yeah, yeah, Drake was pulling up, yeah, yeah, like I dab him up. I, 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 I was going out on a tour with Charlie and the OVO guys and dab each other up. Hey, what's up? Shake his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, though, right? Very simple. But he knew who I was, you know. Yeah, I, I again respected like crazy what he was doing. But I always, I always hung with the crew. I always made sure I took care of them because he's very busy guy and i'm sure a lot of people want to get in his face and talk to him directly but you got to understand the chain of command and you got to respect it yeah so it's not that i ever had any conversation or business dealings or a relationship with drake dab him up and then take care of his crew because his crew took care of him so yeah. i'd always deal with chubbs future charlie yeah but i want to know i want to know so because this is like a lot by the way like college street leaving leaving your job as a tradesman building this company 15, 20K a, a fucking week, you know, millions of dollars, venues, all this shit we're talking about, yeah. which is like, it's all super impressive. Like, how, like, I want to know, like, what's the dark side of it? Because yeah. to every business, there is a dark side. Everything, yeah. that even what we do, yeah, right? And I know nightlife, it like feels very like flashy and like, Ooh, fun, lights, cameras, whoa, like yeah. bottles, fucking sparklers. Like it's the coolest thing, right? From the outside. But I know that on the inside, as as many times as there are great and amazing days, there's all the bullshit that comes with it too, yeah. right? So for you, someone who was so successful in that industry, I want to know what your, what you, like how it was for you and what maybe were the cons or the negatives of building something that big in that industry, yeah, 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 great question. Um, okay, so no matter which way you twist it or turn it, that industry draws in egotistical characters, right? Yeah. And whenever you're dealing with, with that, right, and they're in it for it, those are all the wrong reasons. The mm -hmm. drugs, the women, the alcohol, yeah. the let's walk out of the car and walk into the club like fucking Richard Grieco from the Night <laughs> yep. in the Rocks. Yeah. Like everyone's got that image in their head. Yes. They yeah. want the Lambo door to come up. Yeah. They want the spotlight to be put on them. Yep. They want some piece of fucking ass holding their arm. Yep. Yeah. And they want to walk through the club door like, my shit don't stay. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's, true, yeah. that's that. Bro. Yeah. That's, that, that's what draws a lot of people to that industry. So what comes with that is a lot of bad energy. Yeah. Right? And if you're surrounded by that on an ongoing basis, it's very draining yeah. and it brings down your vibration. And when you get into the drugs and you get into the alcohol and you get into the lifestyle, it's very dark. Mm -hmm. No matter how much money you're making, no matter how well you're known, no matter how successful your businesses are, no matter how cool it is you think you are, you're fucking, you know, you're, 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 you're going through it yeah. and you're going through a tough time. Uh -huh. Right. And that was something that, you know, was very, very, very tough to deal with on an ongoing basis because it's it's not who I was uh -huh. when I originally got into the business. I yeah. was someone totally different than when I was at the end of the line in the business and who I'd become. Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize anymore. I didn't yeah. respect anymore. Yeah. I didn't love anymore. Right. And that's yeah. what essentially drove me out of the business right? yeah, yeah, yeah. number one reason being i wanted to be an awesome dad and the best version of a dad that i can be to my kids 
But number two was I got to a point where I didn't respect myself. I didn't love myself. I was not happy. I was not balanced. Yeah. I was not balanced. Yeah. And it it was it was extremely frustrating and challenging to uh-huh. say the least. <laughs> yeah. At, at what at what point did things start to go maybe darker for you? Because even from the yeah. outside, like no one would have known. Yeah. Right, yeah. because you're 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 one of those guys that you're always happy, yeah. you're always energetic. Sure. So no one's gonna look at you and be like, oh, maybe Nick's going through something. They just thought you were like the god at that time, right? Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. So behind the scenes, w- what started happening? Yeah. So, to, okay. So this is so it's so cool and that that this has come full circle like this because and, and I want to tie it into this, but my my life coach coach Sarak Fatah yeah i always knew of him and idolized what he did in the business but i never had a relationship with him or did business with him cuz he was always a little older than me right but i had looked up to him in a big way and he had transitioned out of nightlife yeah yes. and i was a fucking big big fan of money buys happiness and i like i said earlier to the cameras coming on I was just listening and I was watching and I was loving everything you guys were doing. Full episode watches, boys. I was clocking yeah. in the minutes, all right? Thank you for I your subs that, and I got your likes <laughs> on every you, fucking bro. episode. But Zarek, when I heard him speak on your podcast, it, it just reached out to me and it touched me in a way that it saved my life. Yeah, yeah. It literally was- This a was part about of, three years ago. It was a part of pulling me out of the rut. Yeah. Yeah, but now to go back to your, your question, the wheel of life, that you learn from coach that's the foundation and all the spokes on the wheel is what you have to tend to on an ongoing basis to make sure that you're doing as much as you could be doing to stay balanced and loving yourself first you got to love yourself and then you can love everyone around you and do right by them right but if you don't love and respect yourself then you can't put out that good energy and that love and that time for everyone else that you want to right because as human beings naturally we're selfless and you just always want to give 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 but if you're not giving to yourself First, you don't have nothing to give to anyone else. So in a nutshell, um, I was very unbalanced, right? And that started, it really started to hit me in 2016, 2017. And I really started to feel the effects of, I don't have a strong connection and and relationship with my family anymore. And I'm all about the family values. And I don't, I've, I've drawn, like, I haven't seen my nunna other than like some big family occasions, I don't see her. Yeah. I don't see my mom and dad. Yeah. I don't have a relationship with my brother anymore yeah. since he got out of the business. Like, you know, if I don't see Jade doing bottle service, like I'm not calling her to ask her how she's doing. I'm not chilling with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or my friends, I'm like, bro, I got a lot of OG, like day one OG homies that like, it's like, where's Nikki? Yeah. Why isn't he at these events? Why? And they weren't hating. Yeah. And my boys, they weren't hating, but they were, they felt like, they missed me. Yeah. And yeah. and and that hurt them. Uh-huh. And then that hurt me that it hurt them. Yeah. And 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 I was like, I looked at who my friends were, who my friends were, and I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, you know? And and then spirituality, what the fuck is that? Mm. I couldn't remember the last time I went for church unless I had to go for some skinny confirmation or something. Yeah, like yeah. That, you know, because I had to yeah. be there, right? All, yeah. all strung out. But that then then you look at, you know, like recreation and, and fun and and it's just like but what am i doing i'm not even playing puck anymore i love hockey bro i play hockey yeah. my whole life why am i playing puck i'm not even pumping steel i'm not at the gym yeah. i'm not running i'm not even doing anything when it comes to that you, again you go on to the other spokes i was doing nothing mm-hmm. but just career yeah and wealth yeah you know and i was so unbalanced that 
it was it was it was sad it was bad so that's one part and then the second part and they'll both fight for first not not it's not one's taking over the Mm -hmm. other but is when you're an all or nothing character and whatever you put your mind to you fucking put it into six gear and pin it and just look just go Mm -hmm. whatever you do you're gonna have that attitude about so if you put if you focus yourself in the wrong areas right with drugs with alcohol then you're gonna you're gonna be good at that (laughs) yeah 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 i was good at drugs (laughs) (laughs) so anyway like you look at that and you say okay well that was how we self-medicated. That was how we chilled. You'd go so hard for 18, 19 hours a day, every day, six, seven days a week. How, what, how, do, how are you releasing? How are you enjoying yourself? I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't getting massages. I wasn't dieting properly. I wasn't doing things self-care. I was doing that. That's yeah. how it self-medicate, right? Yeah. To just calm down and blow off some steam or forget about whatever I had to. Instant gratification for a very short period of time. So you layer that in and then you start building a tolerance up for that stuff. And then you start doing it more regularly because you're out at the clubs all the time. And then it's just a fucking downward spiral, bro. Yeah. And then it's boom, rock bottom. Yeah. Rock bottom, bro. Like it didn't get more bottom though. Um, I think like, I think people don't realize like when you say, like when you say drugs, like you think of all these crazy drugs, right? Cocaine, heroin, crack, whatever. But I look at alcohol as a drug. Oof, that was the gateway. That's and the that is the, one. Yeah. It's the, it's the, in my eyes, it's the most lethal one. Yeah. Because it's always alcohol first. Yeah. And that's going to lead you to make fucking brutal decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then that's where you're maybe trying drugs or you're doing this, or you're out till fucking 7 a.m. And all of a sudden you're making yeah. this bad decision. You fucking spent all your paycheck on a fucking whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I always feel like, it's so downplayed because society is like alcohol is just like, yeah, we can kick back, have a glass of wine, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, you know, it, it's, it's fucking the advertising. They do great advertising. Yeah, you gotta yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but it fucking can really ruin some people's lives. If you don't have uh, the balance, 100%. right? Not to say that you can't be recreational and do things every once in a while, whatever. Like I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, Oh, you can't do that. But I think it's one of the most dangerous I'll, I'll say drugs out yeah. there, I'll if not, if on, not the most dangerous. I'll you just, you, you get in that. a cycle, you know. You just get in a cycle, yeah. and that's nightlife in a yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, obviously smaller scale. We were promoters, yeah. and I got to work with you a lot too. Yeah. But like, there was times too where I was like, I'm doing I'm doing everything in life for other people. Yeah. Like that was your every day. Yeah. You're waking up and you're like, how can I make other people happy? Yeah. Tonight or yeah. tomorrow yeah. or at this event. Yeah. And you were, bro. You were big like yeah. you were yeah. you were the most popular guy in the city yeah Probably but even still, still are even, but even with when that, you were in that that space everyone wanted ernesto everyone was calling ernesto yeah. to go get him at the front yeah. everyone was like ernesto's got the hookup ernesto ernesto and that's all you'd hear yeah, yeah you were dominating up. it was but, like holy but fuck again bro. i was doing sort of the same thing where i was i didn't care about anything else you yeah. know i was at, i was at, again smaller scale because i had no ownership of clubs or anything like that so obviously that's a huge stress added on to you being an owner right but yeah there's times where you go to a club you have to work and you know people just expect you to have that smile on your face yeah because you asked them to come yeah. and now you have to host them yeah right so there is that vicious cycle and then you're like okay well okay i got through this weekend yeah okay now we got to worry about next weekend yeah right yeah um so yeah i i, I tip my hat to you for that because it's it's an industry where you got to 
fake a smile as much as you can. A lot of times. Right? A lot of times. Um, I, I want to know. And though. even getting out of it, like getting out of nightlife, which Oof. we're going to talk about too, is like, yeah. it feels impossible. Oof. It feels like I, I can never get out. How am I going to get out? All Crazy. the people that you're going to let down, all the stuff, all, the career that you already built, the brands, the venues. Yeah. To look at it and say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to exit the industry. Yeah. It feels impossible. As a promoter, it felt impossible. Yeah. As a promoter, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably never. This is just what it is. Well, because the money's the good money's too. so good. Yeah, you see the growth, even though you see the growth in your business as you see the decline in your self oh, self care. Yeah, well, it also looks right? like a yeah, an easy exactly. job, right? It's like, oh, that's easy, bro. All you gotta do is go to the club and drink and bring people out. Like, yeah. but for oh, example, well, you're easy. there. You're there six times a week, right? People people get that you're there six times a week, but they don't know that when they see you on the Friday, the Thursday night, you were out drinking and. And smoking and what, whatever you had to do to just be there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then the next day they see you, they're like, hey, come on, let's have a shot. Yeah. What are you going to say? No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to say, why am I here? Yeah. Right? But, yeah. But I, it's I wanna, vicious, dude. It's crazy. I want to yeah, ask yeah. you, I want to ask you, you say things hit rock bottom. Was there a specific yeah. time, a certain scenario, something that happened where you said, okay, like this is rock bottom and now I'm getting like, I'm fucking changing everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk to us about it. Yeah. Okay. So at, one point in time, I remember my nana had passed. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'm telling this story. Um, and I had went out the night before her viewing. And I had gotten absolutely rocked. Mm-hmm. And I was at her coffin. And I loved my nana. I had a great relationship with her. She was, she was such a sweet soul. But she understood me. Mm-hmm. My nana out of a lot of... Like a lot, she just understood me. Yeah. And she had respect for who I was. And she wasn't, you know... She was so supportive, right? So I, I remember looking down at her and, and I, I was just really feeling it from the night before. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, man, I, like, this is fucking low, man. Yeah. Like, why the fuck am I here with, with my full attention and, you know, like being mindful of, of something so dramatic that just happened that I should be mourning and taking in and, and concentrating on, you uh-huh. know? And, and I'm here blasted out of my mind, yeah. you know? And I was like, no, no, it, it's got to change, right? And, and uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was that moment. And then I just, things, things started to turn around, right? Uh-huh. Things started to turn around because I started just like really taking a bird's eye view on things and, and had a different perspective yeah. and saying like, this has gotten out of hand. Right, I don't have control of this anymore, okay. and I need to tend to this. I need to, I need to really, really allocate some time, effort, and love to myself on on getting better here because this is not acceptable. Right. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, what was the play there? What, what, what yeah. was the first few things you did uh, to kind of make that change? Because I think anybody listening, whether you're in the nightlife industry or you find yourself being a person, because we have a lot of young young yeah. men that listen to us and. You know, we, we've all been young men yeah. at one point and found ourselves, like I said, whether you're in the business or not in the business, but you're there every weekend, yeah. you're kind of trying to say, how the fuck do I like get out of this this vicious circle? Yeah. So what was it for you? Yeah. So that, okay, so rewind time a little bit, uh-huh. right? And this is also the first time that I'm saying this uh-huh. in, in, to the public because I don't speak on it, but I, I went to rehab. Okay. And I went to rehab for drugs and alcohol, right? Uh-huh. And in that rehab, I picked up a lot of tools and I learned a lot of things on how to, you know, deal with the addictions, right? Mm-hmm. And in rehab, 
you know, I was, I was just, I was dialed in and I was all or nothing. Right. So I, I, I understood how to diet properly. I really got my workout routine back in. Yeah. I lost a bunch of weight. I was looking cut up again. My, everything was firing. I was full cylinders, you know, go, go, go. Came out, started ripping it again in the scene, building onto the portfolio, raising the top line revenue. You know, I was really bouncing and, and, and moving and shaking and, and, and bouncing and, and doing a good job, better than I'd ever done before. So it was like, holy smokes, right? The bounce back version one, this is version two, yeah. right? <laughs> but then it's a very slippery slope back. And if you continue to stay surrounded with that physical environment and those people, it's only a matter of time till you get back into your old ways. Yeah. But relapse is actually a part of recovery because what happens and what happened to me, I won't speak on anyone else, but me is that your ego gets in the way and it's like, oh, you got this, man. Look, you, you lost all the weight again. You're making better decisions as you ever were before. Your portfolio's making more money. You got you got this by the balls. You can enjoy a drink yeah. and a glass of wine at dinner. You could have a smoke when it is you feel like here and there. You know, you could go and, and chill out and, and, and really make the decision because you got this under control. Yeah. What addiction. Not you, bro. You're the <laughs> fucking man. Pew. Yeah. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Back Once down again. the slippery slope. It's a very short period of time until you're right back in to that bad place um, that you once were plus some, you know, and it gets a little worse. Uh, and uh, and then, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. So then you realize that. When I realized that was that, you know, the, the one situation there with my nunna was just mm -hmm. like, oh, it, it got that bad again. Yeah. And, and I'm going to look in the mirror and say, you got to put in the work again. You got to surrender finally to these yeah. addictions and say, no, you can't handle them in moderation. And that's it, man. That That's when I surrendered. I remember at night in my bedroom, I fell to my knees and I was crying. I was just crying like I was crazy, like just, just you know, water gushing off my face. And, and, I, and I looked up and I said, whoever you are, whatever you are, if you're there, I need help. Mm -hmm. I can't do this alone but I'm ready to surrender and, and follow your lead, right? Yeah. And and I had felt something really come into me and just lighten me up right then and there, like some, some like a little little lightning strike hit me, yeah. right? And like just like a little volt passed through me, right? It was, and it was just like, whoa. And from that day on is when things just started to fall into my lap, right? I was praying every day and I had really started to, believe again in the spiritual side of things and things started to fall into my lap and and the one biggest thing that fell into my lap and i'm not saying this no shit because we're on this fucking podcast right now but i was watching what you guys were doing and i was loving in it and and i always admired your hustle i'd always admire what you boys did i thought you guys were the coolest guys and the youngest guys in the game that were doing it better than i was and i admired that and i was following and listening and watching but that episode that you had with coach remember late night it'd be like two three in the morning because it was still my old routine still yeah. bad schedule and you know just dabbling with things a little here and there i wasn't fully out yet right mm -hmm. you 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 sat down with coach Zarek, yeah and and that episode right after that episode the next day i dm'd him nice yeah it's amazing and then we hooked up and then that changed my life because I just like everything. I went all or nothing with yeah. his program, and till 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 today, right? Almost three years later, he's coaching me. I've went to his retreats. I've done his version one, version two. 
I'm boys with all the alpha boys in the program. So on the phone with them before I came here. Yeah. Says to say what's up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh and 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 yeah, man. So that 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 really that was the biggest move that changed my life. He showed me something and and guided me through it and was there in support of it. But that yeah. this podcast changed my life. Yeah. And, Damn. and yeah, wait, no, hold on, that, hold on. Yeah. No, a, I gotta say that that's, that was the rock. That's, that's probably yeah. the the best thing anyone's ever said to us, bro, yeah. straight up. Because we never did this for anything. Never was never about money. It was never about anything. It was just because yeah. we love to do it and hope that it could change someone's life, even one person. So yeah. to hear that, bro, and to hear that from somebody that we both look up to yeah. in so many ways, dude, thank you. That means yeah. a lot, bro. And, and it's man. crazy because it's like thank we would have never thought you were even watching. We had no idea. Oh, yeah. No right? idea. So it just goes to show, really. Yeah, like, yeah putting things out there and who's listening yeah you know mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful yeah um full episode watches and when you texted me that yesterday the rise of nikki the fall of nikki and the rise of nikki i got i got a little choked up yeah he said he doesn't even know that you know i've, I've said it before a few times but i yeah. said i'm gonna go deeper with him on the pod that the rise again started with mbh Amazing. dude that's yeah. beautiful i that's unbelievable yeah, of course my god yes, thank you of course <laughs> dude yeah uh, oh yeah, man yeah, yeah. fucking getting me dude you're getting me <laughs> emotional bro i swear to god man because yeah, we, I, yeah. bro we do not do this for anything other than that reason hoping you know and yeah. and and people and like i said we get dms all the time like you guys don't know how much you've changed my life and and so you know which we're appreciative of all of those things but yeah. like i said to hear from somebody like you who yeah i personally look up to i know he does as well like dude like that's it's, I, I have no words for it yeah. it's fucking i'll sick, forever man. be indebted to you boys. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you go straight up um yeah so yeah. okay so i have a question what yeah. did you really learn about yourself mostly during yeah. that time of of kind of let's say the rehab the relapse then and then Figuring it out finally, talking to coach. What what did you learn most about yourself? That that I'm a good guy. Yeah. And and I was always a good guy and my intentions were always amazing. And yeah. I always wanted to love everyone and do right by everyone. But first I had to look after myself and it was okay to be a little selfish. Yes. Because I had to give back. I had to self I had to, you know, indulge myself with self love. Yeah. And I had to make sure that I was taken care of, you know, before I could continue to take care of everyone else. Yeah. And part of that, you know, was getting rid of the old lifestyle and bringing on a new one. Yeah. So developing new habits and having discipline to stick by them. Yeah. And to stay consistent with them and to, you know, not beat myself up about the past and things that I weren't too proud of doing because there was a lot of times that I was beating myself up and I, I was not proud of what I did. Yeah. And uh, that kept me down. But, you know, to forgive yourself, not to forget, but to forgive and to understand that those were lessons and it's okay, we're all human. Yeah. And deep down, you're a good guy, right? And you always meant well and you always want to lead with love and you're always looking after someone. Give yourself, you know, some acknowledgement. Pat yourself on the back. Know that that's who you truly are, right? Yeah. But we're just... We're just spiritual beings having a human experience here. Of course. We make mistakes. I think, you know what I think I mean? that's so. But I, I think that's important. I want to touch on that a little bit quickly because, like you said, like it, it's so cool you're saying that, like, oh, I the one thing I realized was that I was just a good guy. Like I'm just a good guy yeah. at heart. I think I think a lot of us are. Yeah. And I think what people need to realize is sometimes when people hurt you, it's not because they did it with intention to hurt you, it's because they didn't love themselves. Like the decisions they were making 
Like, so decisions you were making that were hurting the people around you, you weren't trying to hurt the people around you. Those are probably the people you love the most, but you were making those decisions because you didn't love yourself. Yeah. You loved them so much, but you didn't love yourself. And that caused you to make shitty decisions that may have hurt them. hundred percent. You nailed it. I think that's an important, I think that's important. People need to realize that, that the people you love are going to hurt you sometimes, but and you'll know, obviously, when there's intention and when there's not. But I think a lot of the times it's not done with intention. It's done because, like you said, they just they just don't love themselves. And yeah. they're making shitty decisions to try to mask over certain feelings they have about who they are. Nailed it. Yeah. You could have yeah. said it better. How Probably you, coach. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Coach. Yeah. <laughs> coach no, yeah, no, no, but, no, no, but it's a big point because it's like, the, his question is, what did you learn about yourself? And we've asked people that before. And, you know, there's always this crazy long answer and all these little spiritual, but you put it in the, I think in the most simple way that it's, yeah, yeah I, I know who I am. I know I'm a good dude. Yeah. I'm just making bad decisions right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes just one flip. Yeah. And, I, and I'm back to who, who I know I am. Yeah. Right? And also yeah. another thing too, is yeah. like the environment that you're in, which we spoke Huge. about this too, like a, yeah. a bunch of times, right. Where it's like, yeah, you could be you could be a great guy, but the environment you're in can change it. Yeah. Right. And we're talking about like, you know, it, it must have been hard for you to say goodbye to the nightlife industry because you built a fucking corporation, you know? Yeah. And for you to say like bye to that, it takes a lot. It takes it takes yeah. rock bottom. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about how you got over that hump because you yeah. put your whole life into NRG at that point. Yeah. And was there a, so, and was there a, because I just want to give context because obviously now Spark, everyone knows you, they know Spark. Yeah. Right. So was there an in-between moment of you kind of taking a step back from business as a whole or was the transition right away from leaving NRG and, and, and the nightlife and starting Spark? Like yeah. what, what was that in-between process? Love these questions. You guys are the best whole seven. <laughs> so... The way you got it is amazing. I, I got to take notes, man. My, 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 my podcasts are shit. Dude, we're like, 300, we're like 300 episodes so deep, you know? If we don't know how to host by now, we're in yeah. trouble. Okay, so um, to answer that question, no break in between. Okay. Okay, because I had three little mouths to feed at yes. home. Two little mouths to feed and, and a pregnant wife, right? Uh-huh. So no break. I had to dive fully into my next industry right away yeah and then to go to your your point was it hard it was fucking the hardest thing i've ever had to do in my life yeah right because the portfolio at any given point in time again was grossing 15 16 17 18 mil yeah. a year it became easy not in the point where it wasn't hard work but it's like everyone was pulling up to the clubs yeah we through an event we were probably doing we were ramming it yeah if we were putting out a program in, in one of the clubs put in some good time and it was making money. Like I was getting paid amazing. We were taking some some heavy dividends from the clubs. It was like in it cruise was, control finally. It was cruise control and I built the name for myself. Yeah. So there was other offers coming in all the time too to like consult on things or hop on projects and partner or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. So it was almost like it came easy, but what what was what was the biggest factor of me getting out was I wanted to be the best possible version of a father that I could potentially be. And with weekends being gone, evenings and special events is when that industry lights up. That was my time at home with my kids. Mm. In my opinion, the best thing that you could provide with your kids is just simply your presence. Time. You being there. Time. Which anyone listening now, they see that presence now with with your online and what you showcase, right? When you're with your kids. That's right. You have to, in my opinion, I have to. 
because if I don't, then they're not going to have that father figure, right, around the way that I want them to have and that I know that I can embed certain values in them just by simply being there with them and leading by example, right? So if I couldn't be there for them in the evenings, the weekends, and special events, then it was a no-no. So the decision was easy. Mm. The transition was hard. It was yeah. tough. Yeah. The decision was a no-brainer. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to get the fuck out of this. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing pretty good. But it was a blessing in disguise yeah. because of everything that happened. But yeah. So, so, you so, made, it, so you it, made, it was extremely tough to get So out. but when you make, yeah. now, now when we say transition, let's speak to it from a business perspective. Yeah. Okay. So you have this portfolio. Yeah. What do you do? Do you sell it off? Do you just shut her down? Like yeah. What What does that play look like? Yeah. So full year exit strategy, 2019, letting all my partners know in the every existing business that I was getting out of the business. Mm-hmm. So for them back to uh, for them to buy back my shares, yeah. and for me to exit, and then because I was so involved in all the projects, you just simply can't throw your hands up in the air and leave. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kind of leave things to people and 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 go over what it is you were doing and make introductions. And well, it's because you're that a nice guy. Process. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. it's because you're a good I guy. Because so. <laughs> people yeah. do just fucking throw their hands and say, fuck, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, true, true. No, but I, here's the thing. I wanted to leave with my head up high, yeah. Yeah. right? Because it's like with all that, hard work and all that effort and all that love and all that care I put into those partnerships and those businesses. Why would I want to shit on that on my way out? Yeah, burn bridges. And even yeah. if things weren't the greatest with all those relationships, you still got to cross the finish line strong Yeah, and go out like a class act. Yeah. As much as a class act as you can, mm-hmm. you know? And that's just the way I look at it. So that's what I did, right? Yeah. And yeah, so 2020, New Year's Eve, Liberty Grand, was my last party officially in the industry. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And after that it was Spark. Well I'll say congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. Congratulations. Thank you. And then now going into Spark, how, like I know it's probably a very long story, but give us how the fuck the idea even came to be. Yeah. yeah. Like how the this, industry that you chose industry everything. you chose. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think it like again, what a what a switch on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So yeah. How, why that industry, how Spark came to be, I know you if correct me if I'm wrong, you 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 kind of found it with with Michael, yeah yeah. So walk yeah. us through kind of that whole okay yeah process. exactly. So with Mikey, who's my back to back fifty fifty partner on the new portfolio, he was being groomed to take over everything when I was making my exit. Mm-hmm. And when I told him the news, I'm like, hey man, like I'm I'm bugging. Like he was my right hand at the time, and I was like, I'm bugging. Like I'm gonna you know leave a lot with you. You're gonna run the show, right? I had started passing off the reins and energy and everything, and he's just like. Yeah, man, like, oh, I want to come with you, though. Like, bro. Like, remember, he's a lot younger, right? Yeah. So, like, this nightlife thing is still really cool for him, you know? Yeah. Like, at that age, I'd be like, oh, man, that's an amazing opportunity. And he's like, I want to come. And I'm like, no, bro, I'm, I want to do some corporate shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, wherever you go, I want to roll. Uh-huh. And I was just like, all that's, right, yeah, cool. So that 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 showed me, like, his loyalty to me mm-hmm. like he believed in me he believed in what i was gonna do he, he didn't care as much for the industry as he did me and i felt that to be extremely unique and he was the only one that did that yeah. with me and i was like all right cool then i'll make you a promise i'm bringing you in as my 50 50 on everything and bro we're gonna work our asses off we're gonna put our heads down we're gonna grind it's not gonna be easy you but i've seen you put in the work with me here already so like 
cool, let's go. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's how that happened. Okay. So he knew he was getting out with me. And then uh, the um, starting off in the industry. So I always believed in real estate because no matter what sector or what industry that you're making a beating in, right? All the wealthiest people in the world are always investing in real estate and they're growing their real wealth through equity appreciation, right? And scaling a portfolio. And that's what's creating that residual income and, and, and helping them build their wealth through the equity. So I was like, I was doing that too. As I was making a lot of profits in the nightlife, when I did have some leftover, I was investing in real estate, right? So it was something that I knew was the real estate industry, but because all the promoters that were getting out of the industry were becoming realtors, right? I didn't want to go compete with all the people that used to work for my clubs and that I had a great relationship with. I wanted to continue to serve them. True. So I got into the finance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Beautiful. yo, you need a mortgage? Bro. <laughs> Let's calculate client, it. No, that's right? smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the mortgage piece was a lot less sexy. Yeah. Way it was less sexy, sexy to get into real estate. Yeah, bro. bro I don't <laughs> yeah. understand that. Yeah. Because selling money is fucking sexy. Yeah. If you ask me, right? So is that how, is that how yeah. you were looking at it? Like, I want to make this sexy? I'm going to sell money, bro. Yeah. Yeah. What's sexier than that? Listen, it's not it's not that I'm I'm trying to pass judgment or 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 say anything about the realtors. No, of course. But the way I looked at it was was totally different, right? And I, I felt that it was sexy. Yeah. I felt it was way sexier than being a real estate agent. I'm selling money. Yeah. That's how I broke it down. And everyone's always going to need it. And I can continue to help these people that I've built such a good relationship with instead of compete with them. So why yeah. would I want to go compete with them? Even if I could edge them out or I felt confident that I could play with them. Why would yeah. I want to do that? I yeah. want to help them still. I have these established relationships in place. Let me go and leverage that, right? Yeah. So yeah, the financing piece was was uh, was something that was you know I was drawn to and learning about money, right? Because it's like we're all in the entrepreneurial space because we want to make a lot of money. Yeah. Right, but when you make it to learn about it, to understand what you can do with it, to understand how you could leverage, leverage it, it, to understand yeah. how you could raise it, to understand how you could really play with it and know its history, that was even more sexier to me because it's like, okay, I'm gonna build a business and be an entrepreneur still, but I'm gonna build it around money. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's money buys beautiful. happiness. Yeah, as it's, as fucking, it's fucking beautiful. And then, and then I guess in terms <laughs> I'm of quitting the, everything. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> So I'm going to spark. Fuck this. In uh, in terms of, uh, I guess now reinventing yourself, yeah. right? Because you had to. Club owner. Now you're selling money. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's so mint. By the way, that's the coolest it's thing. Cool, I sell money, bro. So it's a good way what to say it. Fuck, I like that. Yeah. Um, how was how was that process for you? Because we went through something similar, obviously, yeah. to coming out of nightlife. Yeah. Going into marketing. Yeah. Similar but different. You yeah. know, you're dealing with clients now. You're servicing clients in a different yeah. way. Not on the weekends, during the week. Yeah. More, you know, corporate, so, more corporate. Yeah. yeah. So how how was that transition for you? And did you have trouble with that? Yeah, bro. It was it was it was scary. It was <laughs> weird. I felt like really really awkward at points. Like yeah. I went back to school. I got my license. Like I was like you know talking mortgages, right? I was like, what's this corporate world all about? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, there was that exploring it, but then in a short period of time, I'm like, bro, this, everything's a sham. It's just yeah. a yeah. fucking show out there. Yeah. yeah, it's a theater, and we're all actors. You just yeah. gotta fucking play the part. Yeah, act, bro. play That's your it. character, yeah. bro. Easy and chill. It's yeah. all gonna be all right. Yeah, you know? yeah. but 
Yeah, you had to go through the motions. I don't want to downplay it. I don't want to act like there's not a level of sophistication there. I don't want to act like there's not time invested and there was not wasn't books I didn't read and courses I took and videos I watched. Like I did all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like it's back to what I, doing what you do. You know yeah. what I mean? The same way you boys are doing it, right? Yeah. And how you rock out so hard with the creative aspect of things and the podcasting and building this media network now that you're doing. Like, that's very different from promoting and bringing people through the club. Yeah. No matter yeah. which way you twist or turn it. So yeah. again, I tip my hat to you guys with that. But it's saying it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just doing you. Yeah. You know what you're doing and you're seeing the fucking success from and I feel it, like right? I feel like... Yeah, you're in the same role you were in nightlife, but now with your company. 100%. Like yeah. it's it's like yeah. you're still being that guy. Yeah. yeah, which was cool to see, right? Yeah, like yeah. you didn't was that was that planned as well? You're like I'm gonna I'm just gonna focus on this, and then you had the partner Michael. Oh maybe yeah, focus bro. more on the back end. Yeah, 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 bro. Like from the jump, I knew like, bro, this isn't gonna be like I'm turning into some introvert and I'm gonna fall in love <laughs> with mortgages. Like, bro, yeah. people ask me like. What do you hate most about your business? I'm yeah. like, mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I fucking hate mortgage. Yeah. You know? But that's like, so from the jump, I knew, okay, I got to learn it. I got to understand it. I got to get a good feel for it. But then yeah. when I start scaling the business, I'm getting the fuck away from it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. it doesn't align with me. And if it doesn't align with you, you're going against the grain. When you're going against the grain, you're never going to... You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And just boogie and feel good and bounce around. It's going to bring your energy levels down. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not aligned with you. So you got to learn it, understand it. That's the tough part. That's the weird part. But then you find your way into a position that you love again as you continue to scale and yes. hire very skilled people to take part in whatever department and division it is that you're building out that yeah. no 10 times more than you yeah. about yeah. that place. Of course. Yeah. My underwriters, I have five full-time underwriters. Yeah. They all have 30 plus years experience at the bank. Even if I, I went hard the last three years and indulged myself with mortgages, I still wouldn't know half of what they forgot about mortgages. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't I just hire someone who knows 10 times more than me if I'm going to put a client in front of them and say, hey, we're fucking awesome at doing mortgages. I'm never going to be better than that guy. I'm never going to be better than that girl because it's just simply time and experience and how long they've been doing it and something that they like to do and I don't. That's the key. They like to do. They like to do Because again, it's like you said, to to continue building Spark in your business, yeah, you could have started learning about fucking mortgages and doing the underwriting yourself and all that shit or you could do what you know you do best and the amount of value that's going to bring to Spark over you trying to recreate yourself you're doing your business a disservice. Yeah. yeah. But then that's where, and we learned this from fucking PBD, okay. legend by the fucking yeah. way, dude, best guy ever. Like, hire people to do the shit that you don't know how to fucking do. And hire the best. All day. Yeah. Which is something you actually did in nightlife All as day. well. Like, that's sure, something you, you took from nightlife. You had to. Yeah. You had to. That's if why you, I hired if, you, bro. It's 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But if you, like, if you look at it where, you walk into every room and you want to be the smartest person at the table and hire people that are less qualified than you to do a certain job because you think you need to know more than them. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. And you're going to stunt your growth. And you're going to fucking hit the ceiling. You got to hire all-stars that are coming to the table and that know, like I say, 
you don't know half of what they forgot about what they're doing. Your chief marketing officer should go bar down on you when it comes to marketing knowledge yeah. and understanding that world. Yeah. Your underwriters should know 10 times more than you about mortgages. Your operators should know how to implement systems and processes and build structure 10 times better than you. Yeah. You know, like, so it's just like, and embrace their strengths and mm -hmm. pat them on the back and give them the ammunition they need to do their job and watch them rise up. And then things are just gonna go fucking good. Yeah. You know? And, and, you, <laughs> and you fucking sleep better at night knowing that you have the best people in every fucking position. Yeah. And you're like, dude, all I had to do was pay them. Yeah. Pay them what? Pay them more than what they deserve. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, and more, and more than, and obviously what you're capable. Because people yeah. are going to hear that and say, "Well, bro, all you have to do is pay them. That's fucking money." You make. Well, pay. Yeah. It's only you have the best saying ever. I, I haven't heard you say it in a while, but it's only it's fucking only money. money it is it's only money, it's only money dude. <laughs> and for anyone even, even, love, dude. anyone watching right now to <laughs> let the good times roll yeah it's and it's only, only fucking money, money. That's, it. that's it bro. i gotta add that back in bring that back you're right bring that back you're right you pulled that out of the grave it's only money it's only money bro it's it's inspiring for for anyone listening that you know you can still be in a role that you love in a completely different industry. You might have no idea yeah. Yeah. that it can happen, yep. but you can make it happen, right? Like if you if you came to me when I was working for you and you said, yo, one day I'm going to be doing the exact same thing, but in mortgages. I would have said, bro, <laughs> what did you just go do in the bathroom and give me a bag of it? <laughs> okay? Because it's unbelievable. It's impossible, it's right? right? right. But, but again... <laughs> It killed me, bro. I think it's something that also we tried to do as well, right? Like, yeah. okay, what did we like about nightlife? What did we like about hospitality? The marketing aspect, the creative aspect, yeah. the bringing people together, yeah. the giving people a bang where they're shocked, like, wow, this just happened. Yeah. So we wanted to apply it to that. And, and it just goes to show that you can do it in a completely different industry. You're not stuck. Um, well, even even, even if you love, if, if you think like, oh, you're made for this, right? Which again, looking back, I would have been like, Looking at you when I was 25, 26, I'm like, oh, Nick's made for this industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would have never pictured you anywhere else. But mm -hmm. now you're thriving even more. Yeah. But you made it happen because that's that's how it was calculated. And yeah. Think, so it's I doable. A, I think yeah. the cool oh, thing about Thank your you business and, I, and where ours is similar in different industries, but like even with the marketing and, and what you're doing with Spark and, and, and the mortgage and stuff like that is you have a business that is mutually beneficial it's as beneficial for your client as it is for you. Yeah. You make money by helping people. Yes. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're helping people either by the biggest investment of their life, you know, a home, their forever home, or their investment property that's going to make them generational wealth for their family and their bloodlines and vice versa for us. We're helping these businesses who maybe are hurting and need more clients or need more customers. We're helping them get more customers, which leads to putting food on their table. Yeah. So it's like when, when we started neighborhood, that was something that we loved about the business was yeah. that we're making money helping people. Yeah. What a fucking cool business. Where it's different yeah. than nightlife yeah. where, where you're helping people yeah. just like, you yeah. know, drink away their pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what a difference, right? Huge. What a difference. Huge. And, 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 and it shows like how much better do you feel doing business here today oh, with yeah. spark 
than than anything <laughs> before, right? Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, you'd walk. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and again, like, room and say, oh, that's that nightclub owner that yeah. hosts my daughter on fucking. <laughs> <Yeah. Saturday." laughs> What's up, bro? Everything good? Oh, she's good. She's Is good. everything yeah. okay? Or no? no, and yeah. listen, like, you, you, yeah. I don't, I don't want to shit on anybody in the industry, or in the hospitality industry. Yeah. Hey, do your thing, make your money, whatever. We're speaking just from personal experience. Yeah. And saying like, hey, man. Bro, it's an industry that's frowned upon yeah. to the general public. It is, and it's it its own little world that when you're in it, you don't see it like that. Yeah, from the outside. Because your ego's yeah. so big. Yeah. But everyone yes. from the outside is like, fuck, man. Like, they frown upon it. Yeah. It's frowned yeah. upon. 100%. Like, Much you, better. You feel like, oh, 100%. Dude, yeah. I have, I, in my boardroom, uh-huh. I have on the fucking front right and center wall, right? We have this huge picture that we blew up and we put on a dope frame and backlit it with an LED. And it's this family that's standing outside of a house. And they're holding hands and they're looking at this house and they just purchased this house. You could tell the the, 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 the picture has a thousand words, yeah. right? And it's like, when we were trying to find our purpose in regards to helping people, because it's all about perspective. So give yourself credit for understanding that. You're, you're, you're brilliant beyond your years, right? And I've Thank seen you. that from you since you were a young guy, but your perspective is amazing because you look at it from that and that's your why. That's the driving force. That's yeah. what's going to get you up in the morning. Because again, as beings, we're selfless. Yeah. So if you know you're doing it for a greater good, a bigger cause, something above and beyond you, that's when you're going to kick so much ass. So helping somebody out, helping put food on their table, helping them get into that house. Yeah. You know, it was something where it's like, whoa, that's our why. And whoa, that picture is what resonates with us. Let's go. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and it's. It's what propels us forward yeah. every day and wants us to go so hard. So 100%. good on you for recognizing yeah, that man, and 100%. having that perspective. A lot of people miss that. What's the why? Yeah. Right? And well, if it's for selfish reasons, you don't which, go as hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's true. Don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. even even in nightlife, it was the why was like other people, but it's mostly for yourself. Because you're like, okay, well, I want to get yeah. 100 people here so I can make that money. 100%. Well, I want to do this so that this person thinks that of me. It's always, right. it was always going back to you. Right. And right? it's the right. ego part. It's yeah. a big ego big part ego there where part. I feel like with, with these businesses that we're both operating in, there's no ego. No. There's no reason. Be. There's no reason yeah. to be. Yeah. You're showing up. You're like, dude, I just want to build a team, yeah. help people and fucking grow this thing. Yeah. Because the bigger I grow this thing, the more everybody around me eats. Yeah. 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 In the best way. Yeah. Right. 100%. So let's talk about Spark. 100%. Let's That's talk about exactly Spark a bit is. because yeah. you kind of came into the industry like pff, like a in. fucking machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like out of nowhere, holy shit, Spark is huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would attest a lot of it to <laughs> Spark is huge, dude. Spark <laughs> is fucking huge, huge bro. Huge. Hey, huge. That means a lot, man. Um, <laughs> we still feel like we're in our infant stage. I know. Coming, no, from, no, but you're, coming you're from you guys because you guys are doing it big too, that, that means a lot. You're growing so yeah. fast, man. And I, yeah. I would attest a lot of it to the culture that you're building at yes. Spark. Right. Yeah, I think that, that I think you put huge importance on that. So maybe speak on that a little bit and and speak on the fact that you've been able to grow so quickly. Yeah, get these yeah. get these team members on your team and these partners that are so loyal and and they buy into what you want to do. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. so impressive, right? Like you can walk in a room and I've seen you do this and people buy into whatever you're saying. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. I do I buy into it. <laughs> right. right? Like I we both sure. have, right? Yeah. Um yeah. so maybe speak on the culture part yeah. and speak on you know, being able to to sell yourself to so many people, but in a genuine way. Right, right. Yeah, thanks. Huge compliments again. Thank you. So there's levels to it. There's layers on that, right? Yeah. But to to go in and 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 hit it and and really, you know, get it at its core. Again, it's leading with love. 
It's having good intentions. Yeah. It's wanting to embrace everybody's strength and looking at everyone saying, what do you like to do? What are you good at? And what do you need to be able to kick some serious ass doing it? Because I'm going to get it for you mm. and I'm going to have your back. Yeah. And when you fire someone up like that, and you take that interest in them and you genuinely show them that love, yeah. right? And then you equip them with what they need. Pff, look out, bro. Yeah. Look out, bro. That person is going to light up, man. Yeah. So spark is a we thing. It's not a me thing. Yeah. Mm. And that's my whole squad, bro. I got the best partners in the world. I got the most amazing staff. And we get down together. Day yeah. in, day out. Because... I give them what they need. I want what's best for them. I will have their back. And that's felt. That's where the culture, that's where it stems from. Yeah. Now there's layers to that, you know, in regards to, okay, what are those things that you provide them with, right? Monetarily, you got to make sure they're getting paid good. You got to yeah. make sure that you show them a roadmap and that they can continue to grow and get paid even better. Because in our economy right now, it's scary out there. You yeah. got to give people faith that if they fuck with you, you're going to make sure that they're going to be able to get through it. Yeah. Not even not even anything more than just simply being able to pay your bills these days is a tough thing to do. True. So that's yeah. number one, yeah. right? That's the food, the shelter, you know, the yeah. family taking care of that. Number two is... Trying to, trying to continue to help them be the best versions of themselves outside of work. So my coach coaches the whole team now. Yep. Our whole, my, my, my coach, are, my, my staff's coach. Yeah, so what I've learned, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yep. What I've yeah. learned, I want to I give to them too. I'm like, hey, man, this, I, I've done a lot of things for myself, but this is something that's so awesome that I want to share with you. Mm -hmm. And I want you guys to be better too. In coaches program, there's nothing to do with business. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's the wheel of life. So yeah. I'm not giving them a program and then somewhere in it, it's going to really, you know, yeah. speak about spark to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. not that. It's yeah. nothing like that. But, but for them showing up every day and being the best version of themselves, not only are their friends and their family and their life going to benefit, but obviously their workplaces as well. So yes, it does work for the business, yeah. but you know, the life coaching layer was massive, right? Yeah. Showing that you can make partner within the corporation. Over yeah. a couple handfuls of people in my corporation have made partner in wow. some of the verticals and the, the subsidiary companies that we've built out in the portfolio. And I like to say I'm not an equity slut. 1% of something that makes fuck you money with good partners and people that you could high five with is way better than something of a, that you have 100% of that doesn't. Yep, yeah. So I like partners that are willing to get into the trenches with me and get down, bro. Yeah. So a lot of them have made partners. They see their coworkers and, and associates making partner, getting raises, growing to be beasts in the company. So that drives everyone even harder because they want to make partner. They want to, you know, continue to rise and grow yeah. within the corporation. And they're seeing it happen all around them, providing a solid workplace. We got five-star style office. When you come in through that office, you're getting greeted by the secretary. Your name's on a screen. You're given a coffee menu, smiles on everyone's faces. And, and just like that culture in there, like I want them all to have big desks yeah. and big offices and, and, and whatever they want in regards to awesome coffee and snacks. We're catering luncheon all the time so they're eating nice, you know? I'm not checking the watch, bro, and making sure they're punching in or punching out, you know what I mean? Yeah, Let's yeah. get real here, right? Yeah. 
they got to take days off to do what they got to do above and beyond their vacation time. What do what you got to do? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's having that that cool kind of like flexible relationship with them, but a very cool physical environment for them to come into every day and get inspired. Yeah, you know, like this office is sick, yeah. Yeah. and the people in it are even sicker. You know yeah. what I mean? So those are some of the things that which is really the vibe we got to too. Culture, like we we've you know? come to the headquarters. Yeah. I got the pleasure of coming to the first one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? You guys were one of the first guys through the head to the new HQ. Yeah, it wasn't even yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, still yeah. fucking like, Reynolds. You can tell like everyone is so happy. Yeah, everyone that's there. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, so yeah. happy. They just want to help you. They want to. They're smiling, and yeah. it's all genuine too. Yeah. So to see that, and and obviously like the the, the headquarters is sick. This guy's got arcade games. <laughs> He's got the mic, like Wolf of Wall Street, like. Dude, it's out of a movie kind a of coffee kind of menu, bro. This guy's got the coffee <laughs> menu like it's like a scripture. He gave bro. us a it's coffee a menu like, like, <laughs> like, like we were at a restaurant. Like we got a menu, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, "What kind of coffee you want?" And I said, "Bro, how much is this guy gonna charge me right now? I'm gonna get invoiced right now for fucking like that's like, you, you know imagine what I mean? just getting bills up <laughs> at the end on your way out, right? Yeah, but I get a bill, yeah. And and I give you a lot of credit because you're doing it in an industry that that in my opinion is an old industry, right? That needed a revamp in a way. Right. right, so you got people on their toes now. You got yeah. people shaking. Good, I think so. <laughs> it's good. That's how they should be. Is that's what you know? What that's what the clients need. Yeah, yeah. That's what the coworker. That's what the employees need. Yeah. That's what the the industry needs. That's what the sector needs. Right. Yeah. It needs that vibrant energy. It yeah. needs that love. It needs that care. Yeah. It needs that collaboration. Right? Yeah. Where yeah. we all have each other's backs. Because then you know who wins. Everybody, Everybody. Yeah. yeah, not just one person, two, per not just the client, or not just the agent, or not just the the bot. Everybody wins, so that's yeah. why I say good. Yeah, because yeah. I love for everybody to level up, because mm. then everyone continues to win. I think the coolest thing though is like, I think your competitors are looking now, and you're forcing your competitors to move in the direction that you guys are paving the way for which in turn helps the customers as a whole yeah. because now you force your competitors to treat the customer better. Right. Yeah. What a cool thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. what, a, what a fucking crazy thing. Yeah. You've come in, disrupted it so much that your competitors are going, fuck. Okay, maybe right now we're bigger than, than Nick and Spark, but if they keep going this route, they're going to pass us. Yeah. So holy shit, you're like forcing their hand yeah. to kind of yeah. follow your lead in a way, but now you're trailblazing. And like, I think in, in business, that's one of the coolest things is to be the trailblazer, the person who does things different and forces everybody around them to have to follow their lead. Cool. Now that's you've cool. become a leader. Yeah. Right. So even though maybe you're smaller than them, employee wise, uh, uh, gross revenue wise, whatever, real estate portfolio wise, whatever you've become the leader. Even if you have a quarter of what, what they have in terms mm -hmm. of years of experience, money or whatever, like that yeah. I think is the most important thing. That's something that we've always tried to do with everything. We're, we're not the biggest agency in Toronto. We're probably, we're, we're, we're not even half of what the biggest agencies are, you know, even podcasts. Yeah. We have a hundred thousand subs, whatever we have. It's, it's big in some people's eyes, but we're fucking babies in comparison to, to, to the guys at the top. But I feel like we're forcing people to do things differently because we're changing the game in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. So it's like, and, and I think that's important for anybody in business is like, 
you can be a trailblazer even if you're 1% of the biggest person in the world yeah. in terms of what, what they have and where you're at. But if you're continuously trying to do things differently and change the game, they're going to be forced to look at you. Yeah. Right. Right? They're going to be forced yeah. to take notice. And I'm sure, I'm sure people have done that with Spark. Some yeah. of your biggest competitors, whether they've reached out to collaborate, work together on yeah. something or whatever, yeah. I'm sure. Or maybe they've been sliding fake emails to try to figure out how you guys are doing shit, like whatever. Sure. Yeah. But I'm a, I could, I'm 100% certain they are just because yeah. of the noise you guys are making. Right. right? Yeah. So you got to credit a lot to Pre your marketing. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I'm just thank you for that. It just it is what it is. To me, and you're very good with the way you articulate your words and, and what you say. <laughs> what you say. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's <laughs> no, no. It's just, guy. but bro, it's, it's just because I'm yeah. just telling you what I see. Yeah. And again, yeah, it's what yeah. I, so I can I can appreciate that, yeah. especially when I know that we're trying so hard to do it. Yeah. And when I see someone else doing it, I got, dude, I have no, nothing but love and good things to say because yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to do. Yeah. Right. So keep doing your thing, bro, because I think it's it's only a matter of time. Like I said, maybe you don't have the amount of money or employees or whatever now that the big banks and the big loaning companies have and whatnot. But it's just a matter of time at that point. Yeah. As long as you guys stay on this at, at this work rate, yeah. it's just time. Yeah. I think that's one thing I, I try to say to everybody, not to go on this whole tangent, but I think it's important. Like I think I think I try to say to people, a lot of people that DM us for advice and stuff is if you can truly commit to never giving up, you will 100% yeah. reach your goal. 100%. It, it, it's, it's literally, yeah. the math adds up. Yeah. If you say to yourself, I will never fucking quit, it, you will 100% reach your million goal. Percent. Because you're just never gonna give up. Million so eventually, percent. the odds start going in your favor. They, they, start, they start not in your favor, but as you keep going and failing and failing, but just keep trying and trying and trying and trying, the odds start going like this. You're going up and then the chance of failure starts going down yeah. until all of a sudden, now your chance of success is at 90 and your chance of failure is at 10. Yeah. It started the other way at one point. Yeah. Right? So that's the fucking key. 100%. The key is just never stopping. 100%. I, it's cliche, right? It's the fucking cliche thing to say, I know, but it's the most truest thing in business, I think. At 100%. Least. Mm. So, 100%. Bro. You nailed it again out of the park. <laughs> Thanks, hundred percent. But 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 Nothing I didn't even add on that. You covered all. No there, no, but bro. but it's cool because it's, it's that's your whole story. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about everything, your ups and downs, and where you are now. It's like relentless. it's because you just never stop. <laughs> fucking <laughs> relentless. Yeah. I even asked you. Said, bro, did you take a break between <laughs> energy? You go, no, dude, no. <laughs> I went fucking straight into it. You know. So it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's, it's important. And and I you, think and you guys too. Thank you. Uh, sorry to cut you out, but you guys too. Yeah, and try, that's man. why I said I'm the biggest fans of you two specifically you. and anything you build, I will always be a supporter. I will always get down with. I will always try to provide whatever I have to for you because I spot them from a mile away. Mm -hmm. There's there's just there's not it does not happening in a big way out there. And I wish it was. Yeah. And I'm all about, you know, reaching out and collaborating and helping one if they need need to, you know. But like yeah. You guys are doing it, bro. And you, you. you're like, again, bro, you guys are trailblazers and I look up to you and a lot of what the trending things are in the world you're bringing to the market. We're using at Spark and we're saying, hey, that's brilliant. They hit it. This is what's working. Or the program that we're going to run right now, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, 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 hey. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is money. 
This wears all the ball right yeah. here. Yeah, don't look past this. Okay, guys, let me take this and work on it yeah. and put in my work to like, you know what I mean? Like, what was the coolest you thing? You know what I'm saying? We go, hey, Nick, you want to just give out a thousand dollars? You want to hide a thousand dollars in Vaughn? Yeah. Like, yeah, no problem. Let's do it. Let's do what it. time yeah. and where? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the coolest so thing. It's like, what you guys are doing though, right, is 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 magical because it's 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 setting trend within the market and then having everyone follow suit again mm -hmm. trails blazers relentlessness mm -hmm. whether it's bu building a media network yeah a creative agency a badass podcast and platform in which hundreds of thousands of people or millions have viewed and subscribed and are watching in you know like that's inspiring look yeah. at your age look at what you guys are you don't like yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I want I want to credit a lot of it to your marketing too, and like you putting yourself out there. Yeah, right. Which you yeah. you started doing in a in a very strong way. And we were speaking a bit off cam, and and you know a lot of people won't do that because they care about what people think. Yeah, right. So you, that's that's a hump that you also got over. Right, caring okay. about what other people think. But again, don't want to sound redundant here. Yeah, right. Talked about this when the cameras were off. I followed your lead with that. Yeah, I watched you guys lead with balls. And lead with saying, I don't care about the opinions of others. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know what I want to do. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. And 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 to break through. I watched you guys. I watched you guys. Yeah. From episode one with Matt Campoli. Yeah. Three of you at the table with a few drinks. Up yeah. until now, man. I watched you guys blow through that and continue on. So I followed your lead in that way. And the way what we, what we were saying it, the way we were putting it before the cameras came on was your whole world opens up. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, there's an insane yeah. amount of opportunity, right? And when you crack out of your shell, you're never going to make everyone happy. Bro. Yeah. There's going to be people who love you and there's going to be people, be people who don't love you, yes. right? Yes. And no matter what, that'll always be the case. Yeah. And yeah. If you could wrap your head around that, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if again, you're a, you guys led with that. Yeah, I feel like if you're in a position where everyone loves you, you're probably not being yourself. Right. You know, right? Because right. that's something we learned too, right? right? Like when you're trying to make everyone happy, you're like, oh, but I'm not even being me. Right no, now. you lost yourself. Right? You lost yourself. And and yeah. I want to speak a little bit on off getting off that hump of of caring what people think because I think a lot of our viewers are in that position, right? We get a lot of messages as well, like, hey, I want to start a podcast, but I'm afraid people aren't going to like what I have to say, or or people are going to say this or that, right? Um, how, how like what kind of things did you do to get over that hump? Yeah, right. And what kind of benefits did you see after getting over that hump? Because that's the main thing. Yeah. So well, was, was there a first, uh, to, to include in his question, was there even like a first moment when you did it and you go, oh, okay. That was, was fucking cool. I could do that again. Not that comes to my mind or resonates okay. with yeah. me. I think it was a gradual process of yes. me coming out on the stories. Yes. Right? And, and then getting some DMs. And it's like, oh, you know what I mean? These yeah. people are, are leveling with yeah. me or they're aligning with me or they like yeah. it. All right. You know? So it was confidence that came from the crowd that was giving me feedback yeah. and the messages. And that's why I'm so, I'm, I'm, I will be forever grateful for my following on the social media because they really inspire me as well and fuel me to keep me going. Right? The beautiful DMs I get, the messages, sometimes even and phone calls come in and say hey man i just want to say just fucking keep doing what you're doing man. i love it and you really inspire me i'm like oh fuck man all right cool you know because yeah. to go to your point a little earlier if you could just change one life if you could just have you know one person have a little breakthrough or you could help someone out with a situation it's so rewarding to be yeah. able to give back and and get that feeling um so yeah i, I want to credit them in a big big way but it was more of a gradual process mm -hmm. of me getting out of the shell and then really 
understanding, you know, that integrity is a big, big, big core value of mine. And to be integral, to go to your point, with oneself. So what do I align with? What are my beliefs? What are my wants, needs, and desires? What yeah. what are what's my perspective on things? And to speak truth to that yeah. is being integral. When you're being integral and authentic, if you guys believe in energy fields, authenticity is four thousand times more powerful than love. It's wow. the most powerful thing in the world to be authentic. Right? Wow, wow. So if you if you stay integral with who it is you are right? That authenticity people are drawn to and mm-hmm. your following becomes cult. Yeah, It's a cult following. Of course. But again, to go to your point, because you hit the nail on the head when you said, if you're making everyone happy, you're, you lost yourself because you're going to the beat of everyone else's drum. So whatever they're saying, you're saying, whatever the other side's saying, you're saying, and yeah. you're agreeing with. So who the fuck are you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't have no no personality. You yeah. don't have no stance. You don't have no values. You don't have any of that. You're just floating in the wind. That's scary, yep. bro. No, you, everyone loves you, that's fucking scary. Yeah. You made a you made a fucking banger of a point though about how when you're being authentic, the the following that you build is a cult, cult. following. Yeah. Cult. Right? And we noticed this cuz we had our ups and downs especially with the podcast um where we had a moment where we were gaining all these followers, but the conversations we were having, we didn't even want to be having, but we were having them to get the views, to get the likes, the comments, the followers. To make others happy. And it was coming, right. and it was right. coming because it was making our network happy, but we weren't happy, and, and the following we were gaining didn't even really love us. Yeah, They were just loving whatever the content was for that moment, mm. right? So when we made the big, our big mind, mindset shift came the beginning of this year for the podcast, we said, fuck this. We're only having conversations we want to have. If we're, we're, we were getting 100, 200, 300,000 views on an episode, if we go back down to 1,000, bro, I don't give a fuck because yeah. it's the conversations we want to have. And bro, what balls, happened was- Balls, you again. Ha- you balls. have to though. You have to. Listen, we lost advertising deals because our views went down. We lost everything. But what did we gain, bro? We started slowly seeing it. The followers coming back at a slower rate, slower, 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 but people who would die for us, people who would listen, who would listen to anything we said, who fuck with every part about who we are, right? And what, and what we put online. And that is the fucking key. You made a banger of a point that when you do everything you do in an authentic way, the following, the network you build, everything becomes like a cult. People that would fucking die for you would buy whatever you're selling. It doesn't would 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 run through walls for you, would go to war with you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think yeah. that's important. So I think anyone who's listening, whether it be a business, whether it's a podcast, a piece of content, or something you're trying to build up, it's one of those things where forget the fucking views, forget doing things for the little trends in the moment to try to get this. If if it's not something you like or believe in, do what you love. Take the slow ride. Yeah. But in the long run, I'd rather have 10,000 fucking cult followers than a million people who liked me for one stupid fucking thing I said. All day. Because they'll forget about me like this. All day. But the 10,000 people that follow me because they love what I say and love what I do, they're with you forever. They'll run through walls. Exactly. Run through walls. And, and, and And I see that with you in your business. Right. Your team would go to war with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 
there's nothing more important or valuable than that. Right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. When yeah. you're off the anger. Nailed it. All right. Yeah. Let's cut, cut the scene. Another 10. Another 10. <laughs> the thing no, is, nailed, when you're, when you're, no, because you're, you're yeah. leading me into these thoughts where I'm going, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll just, I just want to spit it because yeah. you're guiding me in that direction, nailed you know? It. Yeah. Nailed it. Bro. And when you're, when you're authentic, I think that you're taking a risk, you know, because the way I look at it is like, okay, if I post something online, that's, that's a strong opinion of mine. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to get one person who fucking loves me now and one person who fucking hates me. Yeah. I'll play that game. Yeah. Actually. I'll play that game. Yeah. Actually. It's you probably, know what I mean? Yeah. Because the people who love us, yeah. bro, it's love, yeah. you know? And, and listen, the most successful people in the world, the most popular people in the world, the amount of hate that they get is ridiculous, right? Yeah. We got the GOAT. We got Cristiano Ronaldo, most followed person in the world. Most he hated. gets hated. Most, most hated. hated person. No, but, but most but, hated, right? But so you gotta you gotta kind of accept that if you're gonna grow, absolutely, right? And say, you know absolutely. what? Absolutely. If I'm gonna have a following of a million people, there's gonna be five, ten thousand people that really don't like me. Yeah, I'll take it. I'd even yeah. argue. You know, I'd even argue. Long. I'd even argue that you put strong opinions out in the, into the world. You be authentic. You get one person that loves you and 100 that yeah. hate you. Yeah. I'd actually argue that. It's not even one-to-one. -one. You're going to get way more haters than, than people who love you. Yeah. The interesting stat to understand, but you know what? To go to your point, I, I, think, you're, I think you're dead on balls with yeah. that for sure. You bring on a lot more hate than love. Well, we but, saw it. We kind of saw again, it when we were again, outspoken. Again, ballsy move yeah. Super for ballsy. you guys to shift the fucking gears again yeah. Yeah. and go in that direction yeah. and be okay with some short-term losses for some long-term gains yep. and to stay authentic and integral to who you are. Yep. That's OG status stuff, yep. bro. It's welcome to the show yeah. type of and shit. And also, you know? yeah. the, the hate yeah. actually comes back around most times. And there's a percentage of those haters that become lovers. Yes. After a while, too. Because they gotta hate you first. Yeah. They gotta right. hate you. But think about this, right? Like when even on a on a on a whole different scale, when you started Spark, yeah. there was probably people out there that said, What the fuck's Nikki think he's doing? Yeah. He was Who just do you in think he, is? he yeah. was in clubs, sure. bro. Yeah, yeah, he was in yeah. clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This girls, drinks, that, drugs. He's gonna give me a mortgage now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? But guess what? <laughs> now they believe you. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah, they right. didn't last year. Yeah. But now they believe you. Maybe they don't love you, but they respect you. I, right. I, right. There's no yeah. way. There's, 100%. So, Dude, there's, that, so that, and we've seen that too on our end, right? Yeah, With a yeah, lot yeah. of the people that, yeah. you know what? Yo, I used to watch you guys and I used to maybe not like what you guys said, but I respect this or I actually watch you guys. Now, yeah. Right. So, Again, that's like the long-term play. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can hate me now, but you're going to end up loving me. You have no choice. Yeah, you're right, We're right, here. Right. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, th I think that's a huge part too where people, people don't understand that, yeah, you could get hate at the beginning because you're doing something different. Yeah. Right? When yeah. you're trying to change the game, everyone's going to look at you like, bro, you can't do that. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Yeah. Right? You're Even people in your industry. This, right? Yeah. But that relentlessness, that pursuit of just trying to smash and achieve your goals, treating everyone around you, right? That's to go to your point. That's why they end up loving you or they end up respecting you. Exactly. Right? Yes. Because it's like, bro, how can I not? Exactly. You've been going at this yeah. pretty hard, you know? So, yeah, for sure. Fuck, strong, man. bro. Strong. Yeah. What a fucking chat, bro. I could, <laughs> go, I could go all day with you. Jay, bro, where are we at right now? <laughs> yeah dude honestly like i don't know if you want to speak on anything about spark or anything that you have planned i know you have a lot of projects in the pipeline i don't know what you could speak on what you yeah. can't but yeah talk to us about what your goals are like what what the future looks like for nick yeah so on, on an on an overall i'm going for a billion dollar valuation 
right? So on an ongoing basis, I need an annual revenue of about $650 million, okay? Right? So enable to get there, right? You know, got to build out the right verticals, got to make sure that these subsidiaries are complementary to one another, got to make sure that I'm going into different marketplaces and continuing on trend with what I'm doing right now because it's working. Yeah. Last year alone, we, we uh, doubled up on staff. So now we're at 30 full-time people wow, and we have uh, no agents, just full-time employees. Yeah. And then we, we added 300% to our top line revenue. Wow. And now this going into this year, there's three more verticals that have been activated. Well, two more, and then one down here in Florida that have been activated with revenues. Yeah. So that's that's 300% top line growth without those new verticals that wow. are going to act as complementary ones. Now, yeah, so you really got to build a, a real solid foundation and have different streams of revenue coming into the portfolio when you're going after that big of a goal. Yeah. And we're being coached and consulted by Patrick Bed David. We just signed yep. on with his program. Massive. And he's... Yeah, he's consulting because he's exited a company of yep. that size, right? Yeah, so, hire the best again, right? Yeah, and 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 those like you know, it, it's crazy. You know, when when you start to understand these high level decisions and making the wrong one can cost you millions of dollars, right? Because you're going to go down too far down a path and and make a decision that you know maybe you're pulling trigger too early on something that you shouldn't be, and that'll cost you lots of time and lots of money. Whereas if you would have just simply made a little bit of a different decision, that would have not only saved you that money but made you a lot more. So it's at a point now where that high level consulting is needed and surrounding ourselves with some really fucking elite people that know how to move and shake in the entrepreneurial spaces is, is what it's come to. Yeah. Um, but very confident that we're going to get there. Right. And do you again, have a, do you have yeah. a timeline or not a timeline? Do you have a target for the billion dollar valuation? We do. We do. Yeah. And it's 10 years. Right. Yes. But, and, and, but here's the thing, right? Like as much as it's 10 years and we're going to go hard at making it happen within 10 years, if it takes 15, fuck it. Yeah, it's like cool. what we were saying That's earlier. Cool. You're I, I honestly stop. think if you're right. going to go at right. this speed, yeah, sure. if you're going at this speed, bro, you're yeah. going to get there faster. Gotta get there, right? I think you're yeah. going to get there faster. Yeah. Straight yeah, up. That'd be fucking awesome. Because you're man. moving at lightning Thank speed you. right now. Yeah. You know? So we got a billion yeah. dollar man right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom. look at that fucking oh, jacket, oh, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. That's to support That's the blazer, DGs, buddy. That's That's support. <laughs> I was saying it's seventeen thousand on my back is what we raised. I put it on your boys' back. This thing goes to seven million. But. One other thing I wanted to talk about in light of our newfound partnership is yes. that I'm really excited for this new personal development space that I'm getting into and getting into bed with you boys, right? Yep. With our newest project that we're going to release pretty soon to the public. And why I'm excited about it is not, I haven't even looked at what the market share is and yeah. on the global scale or even in our market. I'm excited in it because it's just so good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good place. You talk about physical environment Everyone in that, that those spaces, you know, yeah. the cold tub therapy, the breath work, the saunas, the doing all those, you know, and, and activating all those modalities, they're people on a development journey. So no matter what stage they're at, they want to be the best version of themselves, and they're trying, yeah. and they're and and they're and they're putting in that effort, and to be surrounded by those people that want to go in that direction, and that are going in that direction, and that some are even well on their way in that direction. It's a beautiful place because I like to say a rising tide lifts all ships. So, you know, whether it's you're throwing someone a line because you have a little bit more experience in that space and you're helping them out or you're being thrown a line from yeah. an OG like our partner Geo in yeah. that space and he's helping drag you up. It's just this beautiful, beautiful yeah. Yeah. Uh, space that I'm very excited to get involved with. And I think we're going to do very big things and the revenues there are going to be sick. Oh yeah, But more so... 
how how it's gonna bring out a really high vibration in yeah. all of us. Oh, just yeah. bounce around like is is gonna be special, and oh, that's yeah. something that I know is gonna be a different experience in the entrepreneurial space, and I'm very excited for. And I know there's been so many things that we've connected on in the past, right? And this one being the official one that we're actually gonna sign mm -hmm. on a corporation together and be partners and be in bed with one another is special because like i said not only do i look up to you boys and what you guys are doing but we we go back and, yeah. and we have a lot of the same roots right yeah. so it's it's cool to be getting into bed with with gentlemen like yourself and geo and and l's and, and the rest of the crew because it's a dope little crew right yeah yeah it's it's yeah, bees little bees is in on of it. course <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy that we went from yeah. like working in the clubs yeah to now a wellness venue. <laughs> yeah. What a change like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. But we're still getting yeah. that dopamine. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's for right? sure. And in, in terms of the market share, whatever it is, we're going to take it. We're gonna yeah. take it. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you right now, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's about to be magical. And, and going back to it as well, like we're helping people. We're yeah. helping people. Yeah. Right? So you guys got to look out for that because that's coming in the next uh, couple months. Yep. Um, yeah. It's going to change a game. But I think The it's boys and Nikki. I think it's time for the big question though. Give it to him. Nick, we're the, we're the Money Buys Happiness yeah. podcast. MBH, Money Buys Happiness, yeah. baby. So I want to know if Nick Regina believes Money Buys Happiness. I believe in the boys who have powered up Money Buys Happiness. <laughs> so that means I believe in Money Buys Happiness. Yes. Because I believe in yes. the two founders and the boys who are powering it up. Because it's all about that foundation and the leaders of Money Buys Happiness. So absolutely, I believe in it. Beautiful. <laughs> I fucking love it. Does Money Buy You, you Happiness? Does Money Buy You Happiness? So... I, you know what the funniest thing is? Through all the podcasts, I've heard you ask all the guests in all the episodes that I've watched that question. And I'm like, man, the day when I'm on that podcast is going to be such a surreal experience. And I should prep for that question. Yeah. Yeah. And I should have an answer to it, right? But And then, and then you just kind of fumble things in <laughs> yeah. your head when you think about it. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, that's the answer that... You know, I had that that came to me quite naturally and innate. I yeah. believe in the movement of money buys happiness because of the founders behind it. And what I think you're going to do on a global scale yeah. is going to be revolutionary, right? And is really going to be a driving force for many, many beautiful things to come of it and the community you're creating within it. But actually making the money, right? And being, it's, it's when I make money, I want to give it away to people that need it more than I do yeah. to help propel and excel their lives, to put food on the table. Hence the blazer, right? We're yeah. always doing something philanthropic, right? Yeah. And and giving back to a charity and, and doing things for other people. The billion dollars, what are you going to do with the money when you sell? I said, I'm going to fucking give it away, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck am I going to do with the money? Yeah. <laughs> give it to my kids, I'm going to fucking fuck their lives. Yeah, up. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to say that, right? <laughs> but no, but no, I know what you're saying. I know you what know you're where saying. I'm going yeah. with this, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it's like, listen, it's, it's not what you leave to the kids, it's what you leave in them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And leading by example and showing them whatever they put their mind to, they could do, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not that I don't want to provide well for my family and my kids and I, and I don't want to bring them up and raise them and have them be able to have a beautiful lifestyle and childhood. I'm going to provide them that, right? But in regards to the people that need the money out there that are dying of starvation, 
that are suffering from life-threatening illnesses, yeah. that are not able to break away from their neighborhoods and, and these places that are, are satanic, demonic, and, and are not healthy for them. I want to give it all away in helping the world. Yeah. I want to be a part of the revolution is a the big big fight right now against good and evil. Yeah. And we're the good guys. Yeah. Bro. I know. But the only way that we're going to combat that we need money. Bro. Lots. So I'm going to fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to fucking give it away and we're going to fight the evil people. Bro. Let's yeah. go. Bro. You're doing the right things with the money. We're the fucking bro. Avengers, so fucking bro. Right uh, yeah, straight up. Bro. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> fucking right, bro. Yeah, bro. Yo, Nick, yeah. listen man. Appreciate you, bro. Thank yeah. you so much, bro. Appreciate Appreciate you, you guys. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fucking happy we got to do this. Um, like I said, we only want to do we only want to do podcasts and have conversations that we want to have. And this is one that we've been waiting to have for a long time. Right? That's yeah. awesome, man. So that really appreciate so much you. To me. Yeah, yeah. Thank and I'm I'm, I'm happy it's it's done in Florida. Yeah, where where yeah. we both kind of planted <laughs> some new roots. I think it actually makes more sense. Absolutely, that, that it happened here. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yo, keep going because you're a big inspiration for us and everything we're doing. We're watching. We're cheering from the sidelines. We'll be cheering together now with, with our new ventures and uh, and it's inspiring. You're inspiring a lot of people, whether you know it or you don't. Maybe you get ten messages a day or a week, but there's there's probably thousands of people who are, you know, thanking you in their heads for what you're doing and the way you're doing it. So keep it up. You're, you're absolutely fucking killing it. And I think uh, we're gonna look back on this podcast and the things we spoke about, and it's gonna be funny to look back and see all the things that we manifested. We didn't even realize it, but that yeah. we manifested in this episode. Dude, I, I can't thank you enough, man. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Love you, bro. It means the world yeah. to me, man. Thank you. Thank guys, you guys, go guys follow much. Nikki. Please. <laughs> we'll drop his name. At, at, at Spark Financial Group. Everything will be in the fucking bio. You guys know how we do it. Um, if you made it this far, damn, this might be one of our longest episodes. Rightfully so. So much value here. Uh, love you guys. Appreciate you. Subscribe. If you're not subscribed, leave a comment. I'm sure you've commented 20 times already because you guys are the best. Uh, Ernesto's going to say buy more merch. I'll say it for him. Buy more merch, please. (laughs) I want to stay in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) No, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And with that being said, Jay, 